Shout out to Fino and Black, this music lover. Twan Burgundy, Silent Age Media, man. Mindset of a young nigga with idle time They say a devil's workshop is an idle mind It's hip-hop infiltrated by a wicked built industry I'm here representing for the underground Independence, Fifth Amendment Freedom of speech, the revolution is pending But it's cool cause you see we on a mission Television off, this a viral petition Man, and I hope you pay attention The WM48, we keep it real What is good, everybody? You are listening to the Where's My 40 Acres podcast, and we're back. Um, it's definitely going to be Thursday morning when this one comes out because I'm not going to work. I've been I've been kicked out of my job because I missed a whole fucking week of vacation I was supposed to take this year, which is probably why I've been stressed as fuck all year long. Lucky you. Lucky my ass. I'm still going to be partly working because I got booted out during an emergency season so it's like i'm out but i'm not out i'm reachable by phone which i'm always reachable by phone so still lucky you i'll still be working <laughs> we don't have vacation at the hospital i would There's be no off day i would be more excited if core wasn't gonna be bugging me every five minutes while i'm here Pick her up. That's she your little up. homie, though. Y'all gonna be hanging out and chilling Nigga. and shit. No. But you'll be home. No. Right? Every time I look at Cora come in the room, <laughs> I, I, I'm I, like... There's still nothing that's gonna say you're still gonna be home. I'm home, but every time Cora comes in the room, all I hear is Jay-Z's ruler back. Like, she I would rather hear shit. that than me getting back on the train and going to work tomorrow. Yo, you in the train. There's no love for the train. There's no love from the train for you tonight. What happened, ma'am? some mechanical error and then of course it was like because i have to when i get on the train i make one stop and then i have to change um trains so um i got on the train that i was supposed to get on to go home but it happened like at the first stop so i had to wait Mm. (laughs) they just kept saying mechanical errors and i'm just like i'm exhausted i'm hungry I've worked 12 plus hours and I have to get up right back at the crack of dawn tomorrow. So I was like, I'm just not feeling this right now. So again, I don't want to hear nothing about people being home. Well, I'm going to be home. So I'm going to be home. So you don't need to be complaining. And then I'm going to be home. That's three home. I'm going to be there. You in trains sure. though. You in trains, ma'am. You last time you was up here, it was mechanical train issues. They didn't even want you to drink beer with us. They they just be hating on you. I know. I don't know what it is. I'm just unlucky. Mm. I think that's just where it boils <laughs> down to. Just unlucky person. Well, you made it home. See, some people they don't make it home. You ride the red line up here. It's it's a lot of hope in your heart. I hope because you might not make it home. DC stay track stay having issues with that damn red line, yo. Wasn't that the one I'm up was on? I think you were on the red line because you were coming from Silver Spring. So yep, you were on the red line. Oh god. Mm-hmm. That was it just stopped out of I was like, Am I back in Atlanta? What is going on? All trains are mass produced by the same ass trash company, so yeah. 
I think that's <laughs> what it is. So for people listening to the podcast, if you can't tell, this is a long form podcast. We just talk about random current events that's going on in the world. I think tonight we decided to talk about like best of the decade type stuff since Twan's not here. So we won't be doing who that is. We'll do that next week along with best of the year. Oh, I misunderstood how, what we we're doing. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. So that, yeah, we're missing the we're missing Twan. So we're going to switch that up tonight. We'll do best what I just put dot, dot, dot best of the decade. Cause it ain't gotta be music. It could be movies. It could be TV shows. It could be anything. No, it's going to be just music, nigga. That's I'm, all I'm talking about. I'm good. For oh, you me. mean for next week? Yeah. Like I no, for this week. Wait, what? Wait, what are we talking about, man? I really just explained all of this. And I thought we were doing the decade including like this year, all next week because Twan's no. not here. When did that get said? Okay, that That's definitely was not said. Put in the message. No, she said best of the decade. I ain't see best of the decade and the year then next week. I just heard. Well, that's decade. part of the decade. This year, but <laughs> I feel like those. I mean, you, we can. I, that's okay, but we can't. But do, I was just like, that's, that's still feel bad because hella confusing. Twan's not here, and I'm sure Twan has his list. First of all, Twan chose to take that damn vacation this week. Well, he, I'm, I mean, well, shit, I don't blame him. He like, knew we had a podcast. I wish I could take a damn vacation. He knew we had a podcast. He knows the end of the year. He should have took this shit during Christmas when the rest of us have to take vacation during Christmas okay. week. He got to deal with all them churn. He like dealing with break. them churn. He be talking about huh? them churn with a smile on his face. I'm going to laugh if, if Keisha decided to take this uh this vacation. Oh, no. All this fire. No, Keisha do be taking the vacation. Hold on. You think Twan be choosing the vacation dates? <laughs> bruh bruh i don't know i don't know this this couple life so i don't know who chooses what hold on i'm gonna need do you, okay maybe you weren't on that that show this year i don't know but i'm pretty sure that twan let us know that keisha took a vacation without him at some point this year that he was at home yes oh that's hilarious Keisha be traveling son she be traveling like she about to sit at home with Swan. He gonna play video games. She know he'll be Wait, fine. Wait, I think I saw maybe I wasn't on that podcast, but I remember seeing her on. I think they did a cruise. Mm-hmm. I think I saw her on a cruise. Did you see Twan on that so cruise? Ahead, yeah, Twan was cruising on that couch. He was back at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was. She was. She. She's out here getting her life. Twan is like, you go be. You go be great, baby. I'm going to be right here when you get back in the same spot. Might be wearing the same clothes. Right here when you get oh back. God. Don't do that. <laughs> he, he, he got a big TV and two gaming systems. That nigga is fine. He is absolutely <laughs> fine. Bless his heart. As long, just, I don't even know where they went, but I hope it was fun. It's fun. Just stock the refrigerator. Just make sure there's food in there. He is fine. See. You know he a picky eater. <laughs> so just, just make sure yeah, there's food oh in there. Well, I mean, that's even better because he can pick whatever he wants and eats it. Yeah, he he, all right. He's good. But yeah, so he's not here. Okay, so we're doing all review, all end of the year shit. All end of the year, end of the decade, end of whatever next week. Yeah. All right. What the hell are we talking about today? But we can't do who that is today because he's not here either. I mean, okay. <laughs> You a man, ma'am, ma'am, you manage people. You know better than this. You can't just be like, okay, we'll just put it all back. We back burnering it all. Come on, ma'am. Let's talk about uh, 
<laughs> I mean, I got topics. Thank God. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, have a, I have a. I have something. Okay, so we we're good. We got voicemails. Um, I got some stuff since I've been on Twitter. Um, watching people say things all week, so we we got stuff. It, events happen this week, so we'll be good. We can riff anyway. But for everybody listening, if you love the podcast, you enjoy everything you're hearing, please go to the website, where'smy40x.com, show your love and support. If you're looking for extra episodes, you know where to go for that too. And if you don't, it's to the same website, where'smy40x.com, but it's to the premium section. Sign up for premium. First month is five bucks. After that, regular price for you to get access to 200 plus episodes that you haven't heard yet if you're new. If you've already got premium, I would suggest that you refresh your feed. If you haven't already, it should be getting automatically done. And you will see that there are two new Eargasm nostalgia reviews for Jay-Z albums. One for Volume 3, the other one for Dynasty. And forthcoming later this week will be uh, the final wrap-up for our review of Wu-Tang and American Saga that we hope continues. Because they didn't finish it. So... Yeah, that's what we talked about on Premium this week. If you're looking for other reviews or podcasts that I also do and you're into movies, go to mcrnetwork.net. We reviewed a lot of movies this year. It's it's damn it's well over 100 reviews this year and they just keep coming. We're on documentaries right now. Ro and I talked about two documentaries. One was called When Lambs Become Lions and the other one was called One Child Nation and we're already planning to do a couple of other ones. So, if you're looking for shit to watch and you want to learn something while you're watching it, head over there and check those out. And there are reviews for every other film that's coming out. I know we'll be doing a review for Jumanji, the next level. So you can check that out this week. Decide whether you want to go see it or not. And I, I just, I don't know. I just got Frozen 2 in the mail. So I might just watch that again and sing along because I actually enjoyed the second Frozen. Cool. So do you know, I've never seen the first Frozen. Well, Disney, Neither have I, Deidre. Disney Plus it, ma'am. Go go get a song stuck in your head that you won't be able to get rid of for two years. It's just never like I think it's never really moved me to go see it and then especially because you know all that let it go stuff maybe like uh, oh I really don't want to hear that. It's not good till you get to what Olaf? It's not good until you get to the snowman. Moana is fire though. Moana is like 20 years old. I mean, it is. Moana came out last year, nigga. What are you talking about? Oh, I'm thinking of Mulan, nigga. Yo, you got to change your M's, dog. (laughs) Moana. Moana. I heard Mulana. My bad, bro. (laughs) That's what I heard. Like, what do you know that I don't know? (laughs) Bro, it's it's a full moon tonight. Ignore me. Word. Yeah, Moana is fire. Moana is fire. It is fire. What's that? A girl in the, like, Polynesian Islands. Oh, uh, that one! I haven't the seen. The Rock, who is a demigod, is good. Okay. Moana. I haven't seen that. So yeah, check that out. <laughs> check all of them out. It's on Disney Plus. Y'all ain't got no excuse not to have seen some of these movies. I mean, teacher. that is true. It's on Disney Plus now. Are people still complaining about Disney Plus? Yeah, of I'm course. Not Niggas always gonna complain about shit. Like, for instance, the complaint going already one of the hot topics this week because. The Rise of Skywalker, the third Jedi film in this Ooh, series, this is coming out next week. <laughs> First of all, again, Deidre, there's no excuse for you not to have seen this stuff. It's on Disney Plus. Go watch okay, Star Wars. Okay, this is Star Wars? Yes. Stop playing. I'm not it's on there Disney yet. Plus. Go there. Come back. No, I'm not, I'm not there yet. Like, yes, you are. You can do it. 
I, I believe it's me. so much fun, Deidre. It is. You missing out? Jedi fights are amazing, man. Niggas with lightsabers, like it's greatness. But there, ha- there's a discussion going on right now. For those who don't know, <laughs> the first director in this new trilogy of Star Wars, Episode Seven, Eight, and Nine, was J.J. Abrams. He opened up with The Force Awakens, and then Ryan Johnson took over. For people who don't know who that is. He is the guy also behind Knives Out, which is currently in theaters, and it is amazing. It is a whodunit guess who type of uh, scenario, or clue type of scenario. Go check that out. But he did the second film, which was The Last Jedi. And the vitriol reaction to that film, I guess, scared the shit out of the studios. Or maybe Ryan Johnson was like, I'm good with this couple million y'all gave me. I'm gonna go do something else now, because I got opportunities and shit. They brought back J.J. Abrams for the final film. And people are hoping that J.J. Abrams will fix the trilogy and undo what Ryan Johnson did and give lineage to Ray's character and answer the most pivotal question plaguing them since 2016. Who's her parents? Because that's so fucking important. And but what they, if the, why can't they just be nobodies like they said in the other movie? Because dog, if you don't have, if you don't have lineage in your bloodline, then you shouldn't be a Jedi to these conservative ass white people who feel like the only people who should have powers are people who fuck each other's cousins and stuff throughout the galaxy. Like they literally are the Lannisters of star Wars. All Jedi should be blonde here to me. It's hella stupid, right? It's hella stupid, especially when like the whole midichlorian shit. It's especially dumb when you see that there are other species who are fucking Jedi's dog. Like, Y'all acting like this is really a lineage thing. That's what I'm saying. Come on, bro. It's crazy. But the reason I say that is because this this debate is going on, right? And like, um, I can't remember the actress's name. I just had it in my head, but like John Boyega. Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley, yeah. Daisy Ridley came out and she basically kind of she kind of back she kind of slammed. It was a backhanded compliment. It was it was a backhanded remark about Ryan Johnson and how she feels more comfortable with J.J. Abrams doing it. And John Boyega said the same stupid shit, which is interesting to me for John Boyega because I don't know if this nigga was paying attention during all of the backlash to The Last Jedi, but it was his scenes that people were upset about. It was the the unnecessary trip, and I'm quoting them because I actually like the whole movie. It was the unnecessary trip they took to the casino world that people had a huge issue with, along with women having too much power in The Last Jedi. Those things bothered them, which is why they ended up ta- attacking uh, uh, trans so much. But and those she was with him. fucking great. She was one of the best parts of the whole movie. I know. But for John Boyega to have a backhanded compliment as, or a backhanded comment as well was just stupid. I, I don't know if he just don't be paying attention, but that was... And, nigga, you left the script under a pillow. Like, just don't comment right now on Star Wars shit at all. This nigga, this nigga left his whole Star Wars script after they finished shooting the movie under a fucking pillow in a hotel room and somebody found it and put it on eBay and Disney had to get that shit back before it got purchased. Wait, John Boyega did this? Yes. John Boyega did this stupid shit. What was his? <laughs> wow. That's it was real underneath stupid. a pillow. Yes. So what what was his excuse why it was underneath the pillow? Oops. Are you serious? My oops. He still has a job? Yes. 
Wow. Amazing. But it must be nice. So the conversation is that they think J.J. Abrams will be there. Like, I've seen the quote. Hopefully he'll be able to, like, land this film, right? And I'm looking at this and I'm going, y'all do realize this is the same dude that did Lost. Do y'all remember how that ended? Do y'all remember how it Lost didn't. ended? Oh, he did the Lost show? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh. Also, wait, because the last show ended up being like these people were dead, and it was like hallucinations. Yes. It was a, yes, yes, dead people hallucinations. <laughs> also, I'm not sure if people remember Mike. Maybe you remember this, but episode seven, The Force Awakens, was not praised by everybody. That shit had hella backlash from Star Wars assholes who were like I was about to say Star Wars fans are the worst people on earth so yeah. they definitely weren't like universally happy with it at the time Absolutely not the biggest in the second movie the, the problem issue, with the second movie was women had powers and shit of and course. you know we just can't stand for that But nonsense. the biggest issue with the first one was it's just the new hope rehashed You remember that like that yes. was Oh the, absolutely that 100%. was the whole they they shit it all. Oh, it ain't that great. We, I think dog. we had a conversation on the podcast about like how Star Wars runs in like a circular nature on purpose. It does. People have written about it too. It's, there's some very interesting articles. But they completely but definitely forgot. people said that shit when they it came out. They completely forgot that they did not like that film either because it was a new hope rehashed. Now all of a sudden JJ Abrams is the one who can bring it home for us. To save us from the women is the basically fuck? what they hope he does. So J.J. Abrams rehashes A New Hope. Ryan Johnson comes in and adds a whole new level of questioning and understanding of the universe to Star Wars and the players in it and their true importance. And y'all go, nope. We want J.J. to do the same shit again that he did last time and bring it home, make it feel like a Star Wars movie. Okay, bro. So they want Return of the Jedi Part 2. I guess. Like, I, I, I wait for the Empire Strike Backlash. Like, I'm not, I don't have time for it. <laughs> I don't have time for it. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. I'm obviously going to go see the shit because I like Star Wars, but uh, I just hope they don't make it fucking cater to these dickheads mm. and be terrible. I want to believe that they Because what they want, what all of these people who are criticizing these movies want is terrible, stupid shit. It's really, it's, it's unimaginative, it's unfucking creative, and it's not truthful to the canon of Star Wars, the the part that I know, right? I've seen all the movies. Y'all are tripping, acting like Star Wars sticks to some flatly laid out script that can is unwavering and cannot be changed or manipulated. That's trash. Also, also Finn and Poe definitely are gay, and they should be gay in this movie, bro. Absolutely. Also, I, I, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. Oh yeah. You. Oh yeah. Yeah. See, That's like the number it. one fan theory, like very obvious thing that it's they haven't put theory. in that both of the actors agree on. Yeah. Is it's, that those two dudes are into each other? It's not a fan theory. Yeah. Them niggas is gay. And I don't fan even know who these it. two people are. But so that was like, John Boyega's oh. character and Oscar Isaac's character. Go watch the movies. See, this white spot them. I don't know who Isaac. Okay. You don't know who Oscar He's Isaac is. He's a really, is? really good actor. Um. I want to say you haven't but, seen Dark Phoenix yet, so or Apocalypse. Have you, you watched the X Men yeah. Apocalypse movie? That's a terrible place to yeah, don't. From. You don't need to watch it, but you if really you had don't. seen it, he was Apocalypse in that movie. Look, look at this way. He's an amazing actor that makes some weird choices for money sometimes. Hey man, Bill's got to get paid every month. I understand. I know. Do. I'd rather you go watch Inside Lewin Davis. That's where he shines. Great. Yes. That's the movie. Yeah. 
It's about a like Bob Dylan type folk singer from the sixties. Who's not a real person, but it's about that dude's life. Yeah. I would go watch that. But you know, they're gonna Star Wars fans are gonna Star Wars, the worst ones. The other ones <laughs> Star Wars. The other ones are gonna make it hit three billion dollars. <laughs> because they yeah, don't know when they get the next ones. one. This is gonna make it hit Trey Billy, bro. So are they, yo? People who bitch about Star Wars still go see them. Gonna be lined up in the same fucking theater. Yes, that's how it normally is. Like they always complain about things, but they'll be the first one in line. First, and one. I feel like the people that boycott it. Starbucks by buying Starbucks and then getting them to write something on the cup, bro. So productive mm-hmm. of them. They'll be also the ones to be like, I didn't. Um, Fuck churches, not churches, uh, Popeyes and their propagandas, but we're the first ones in line to try the sandwich. Nigga. And, oh, had, yeah. and wanted but, to review it. Wanted to review did it. Did we ever talk about that? Talk How about what? fucking delicious that sandwich is? You talked it's about it, It's real good, man. I enjoyed it. Yeah, you definitely talked about it, Mike. Okay, cool. Just make it sure. <laughs> like, I still waited, because I was like, well, maybe fire. today, because it's a random Thursday. Maybe yeah. um, Popeyes doesn't have a line. <laughs> Nigga. I mean, it wasn't like, clearly as bad as, as it was, right. you know, when the chicken sandwich first came out. But, like, I think I waited maybe about 15 minutes. And, of course, part of that was somebody in front of me not knowing what the fuck she was talking about. Oh, and Lord. So, she, so she's asking, like, random questions. Do y'all have macaroni and cheese? And, I mean, God bless that man that was on the opposite side because he was like very calm with her i'd be like bitch no we don't this is not costco's ma'am but (laughs) like and then she gave like can i have like six uh spicy chicken sandwiches can i have these tenders but you know what she said is it possible that with those sandwiches Uh, you can like take two of them and deconstruct them uh, so all the sides are like separate wrapped up uh, like no no Well, no. okay, so if I get these tenders, oh my God. Can, do y'all have the, the sauce that y'all use for the spicy Please sandwich? Stop. Can y'all make that and put that on the side as a dipping sauce? No, man, we can't. Please stop. Please stop, Deidre. It's too real. This is stressful. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> like, she kept going on and on and on. I was like, bitch, I just want one fucking sandwich. Like, I'm about to have an aneurysm. Please stop. <laughs> like, <laughs> Because people really be doing this shit, and it, it's in all facets they of life. Do. It they ain't just do. in fast food. It's in tech. It's in the tech world. It's in retail. Like, they do it everywhere. Just stop, please. It's in my job in audio, too, man. This shit is the worst. People like that are really need to be stopped. <laughs> just, yo, dumbass, head-ass like, thinking you niggas. inside for all them questions. Like, right. girl. You should, yeah, you should get thrown out for definitely ain't the place for conversation. You should absolutely get thrown out for doing shit like that. For walking into a fast food restaurant... <laughs> And acting like it's a five star place. Food orders. Like you gotta go. Here, I, okay, so for the appetizer, I would like to order. Get your bitch ass out of here, please. Unless you tipping twenty percent, keep it pushing, bro. I was like, girl, it is eight thirty. We just want to eat and go to fuck home. I was right. like, if you don't take your ass to KFC where they might tolerate that shit because they want customers, make that, or make it at home. You can do whatever the hell you want to do when you make it at home. Can I, but can I, I mean, you know, luckily, like when I got to, you know, and I ordered, it wasn't, I didn't have to wait. So, um, I mean, once I ordered, it was fast. I mean, the sandwich is good, but why are y'all niggas waiting two hours for that shit? I oh, it's no not idea. two hours good. Definitely like, not. 
Absolutely not. But it's it's a good sandwich. You know what kills me? The niggas that finally get it and go, it ain't that good. Nigga! <laughs> Right. It's a fucking yo, yo, B, yo, B. It's not gonna it's solve a chicken world, sandwich. Like, world right. piece but of shit, but it's like objectively it's a good chicken it's sandwich. It's a chicken sandwich, nigga. Like, it's better than other chicken sandwiches, but it it's is, still a chicken too. sandwich. Right. It's still a, it's just it a chicken sandwich. It's the best sandwich. fast food chicken sandwich on the market currently. I think it is, but that's because, but it's just, it's also just a fucking chicken sandwich. It's like, just a sandwich, right? Exactly. At the same time. Yo, I ate that chicken sandwich. That nigga ain't even grabbed me three wishes. If you don't get the fuck out of here, bro, it's a chicken sandwich. <laughs> it's a chicken sandwich, Aladdin. It does not come Shit, with a princess. Not magical, my G. Yeah, I, I had somebody from um from back home. He put his chicken sandwich up and was like, "I guess it's all right." Like, I don't understand. Like, y'all waiting online and y'all going all crazy. With but you it. did like, that I shit. Asked her if we could put like two slices of cheese on it, then maybe oh it'd God. be popping. But she told me no. It's all right, I guess, but I ate it. Can we first of all, can we talk about the fact that you went into Popeye's, a fried chicken joint <laughs> that serves known for not having cheese and already asked, on their menu. And asked for two slices of cheese. You should have took your ass to Publix first, brought your own and fucking cheese. Some cheese in and, the damn restaurant okay, and then put your own cheese. That puts cheese on their sandwich. And yeah. you know, at first I was laughing and I said, but you know what? His EGS probably did go to damn Popeye's. It ain't chicken, though. And I was like, the fuck? We ain't got no cheese over here. Bro, I can't. Like, I can't with people. Y'all niggas acting like every bite of that sandwich was supposed to be a magic carpet ride. Like, get the fuck (laughs) out of here, dog. It's a chicken sandwich, nigga, with some sauce on it. That you can get on Sunday. That's all it is. And some soft bread. Right. And a pickle. Niggas was like, yo, the pickle make it bomb, though. Nigga, it's a pickle. It's a pickle, They are good pickles, but again, it's just a sandwich. It's a pickle. They got dog. different bread. Oh my this god! So does the so does the bread section in the store. Seven <laughs> Eleven got different bread. Like, come on, nigga, this ain't new. It just don't have sesame seeds on it. You know, it's fancy. Oh this god. bread has butter in it, though. <laughs> you know what? It's glossy. Yo, like, niggas go out and do <laughs> niggas constantly go out and get shit like they ain't never had nothing. I hate y'all. They sure do. I hate they y'all when y'all nerves. do that. Eating Popeyes like y'all ain't never had nothing. And the other niggas eat Popeyes like they comparing it to motherfucking uh, Ruth's Chris or some shit. Like, hmm. <laughs> it wasn't very delectable and I ordered mine's medium rare. Get the fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Oh, it's fast food. Like, it's not gonna be... It's, you know, there's places that are fast food that taste better than restaurants. True. I don't crazy. Hold on. There's places that are fast food that taste better than restaurants. Nigga, Royal Farm still makes chicken better than most chicken Royal places. Farm chicken is fucking delicious. Still, I, okay, so when I come up there. It's across the street, dog. I went there yesterday. It's across the street, man. We can walk. <laughs> Wait, when that's yeah, CBS is? Yeah, they built a Royal Farm right there. Are Royal Farm is the shit, DJ. It's 24 hours, too. You just go on with your Every credit card. is a fire, too. Nigga, I would Okay, we're t- going there. Like, that's I, I, a field trip when I come up there. I walked there. Like, Ashley's been there more times than I have, actually, but pregnant. <laughs> I walked there the other day and just got two. I got me some white meat, and I got me a dark meat thigh and some wedges. Nigga, listen. I know yeah, it, you was I, eating, bro. I know that y'all up here had this thing about not liking white meat chicken because y'all ain't never had a moist piece of white meat chicken. Not you, nigga. People in Maryland. <laughs> oh, they keep saying because the white meat is dry. Yeah, because they don't know how to cook piece. chicken. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, Bruh, That that chicken. Listen, I couldn't tell the difference between the white meat and the dark meat yesterday when I was eating at Royal Farms. <laughs> it was so moist. So is it like 
this is just a a place that cooks chicken, or is it no, a gas, gas station. station? Oh, it's the gas station. It's a convenience store. Yeah, yeah. it's a yeah convenience store chain. It's like Seven Eleven. Yep. But they got chicken, and that shit is. What? And they don't get robbed as much. They don't get robbed nearly as much. <laughs> so. Where farms be low key, man. There's one in our hometown where we went to school, which is where the first time I ever, well, no, the first time I ever had it actually was in Maryland. Because uh, when I was in Baltimore in college, they had Royal Farms everywhere. And then they built one back at home. So when I moved back, I started hitting that place up a lot. Mm. Okay. Well, I when I come up there, that's where we're going to go. Um, like I say, that's it's right across the street. Yeah, I haven't there heard Royal Farms in a minute. Royal Farms is the shit, though. They are. Yeah, no, DJR hold the area over here looks completely different. They finished all the apartments and the parking decks. And Wait, since I, I was just up there in April. Yeah, they, they finished a lot of shit. Cause I know I remember there was building that stuff across the street, like it almost looked like those workplace live done. place. And that's done. It's all done. It's it's a lot of college students out here now. It's active. What? Yeah. What kind of little stores they put? They so underneath they, the so that's the thing they can't get straight, right? They got the they got the space, <laughs> but they, nobody wants to buy the space under there right now. So they were they were going to put they were gonna put like a store, like a um like a grocery store, like a small grocery store under there. And then I guess somebody, whoever was going to do it, backed out. So they got just a bunch of empty spaces under there now that nobody is renting and using for anything productive. So. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised they didn't just. Well, I guess like if, y'all, if they had like a little bar, like a little gas. That would be dope. <laughs> what they need to put under there, which I don't understand why nobody has done this yet, is a fucking gym. I don't understand why Anytime Fitness has not put a 24-hour gym under there yet. They started to do that here in Atlanta. Like I've seen, like these, uh, like these high rises that they or they build up, or these workplace live. They'll usually put a bar, you know, or a couple of little bar, like bar restaurants, mm-hmm. like a little strip of that. They'll have a little gym, like even if it's just like a small gym, but it's like you said, a twenty-four hour gym, and yeah, like the little stores, like you know, stuff you could just run in and out and grab. And I mean, that's smart because yep. you have those people living above you <laughs> that's going to occupy that all the time. Like, let me have, especially a good bar or a good restaurant, like a good little gastropub that sells like good beer and good food. I'm going to always be down there. They don't even, it don't even have to be all that. They just can't have a spot that serves beer regularly. Some brewery in the area that's looking to start a, a little pop-up beer spot mm-hmm. and they can just serve seven different beers have televisions in there and the college kids and shit will go in there and drink. They don't even have to serve real food. They can serve fucking tater tots and chicken nuggets. Yeah, I feel like food. this is Just beer food. and nuggets. Is burgers. This, I might need to get some money. I don't need to invest in this and open beer and nuggets. That's a, I mean, honestly, because that's the point of the work play live. The fact that you can get drunk as fuck and you can walk upstairs. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. saw a lot of them like that. So, and all that convenience of, okay, I have the bar that I like that's right there. My gym is right there. Like, I, oh, I need to get milk. Oh, I could just walk down and sit. Like, that's the purpose why a lot of them like that. Yeah. No, I agree. And it's a nice little apartment complex. I think they got, like, elevators and they got their little convenience areas downstairs. Like, the whole first floor is essentially just rec room type shit. They got a little outing area you can sit out back. We can't sit there. It's gated. But they can sit there. They can get oh, to it gate. from where they live at. <laughs> oh, yeah, they gated. You can hop it, of course. But, yeah, it's, it's got some... Look, I have contemplated stealing some of their furniture because that shit looks nice and expensive and I want to put it on my deck. But they got some nice little lounge spots back there. So, hey, 
and the niggas be out here smoking. I have more than enough than a few times went outside and caught a whiff of something nice. What? They be out here. They be out here like toting. They are roasting. So these niggas but are Maryland enjoying themselves. Not, like it's just DC that you can get it. Um, no, like, we have dispensaries in Maryland. Yeah, it's harder to get a card, but we have we do have dispensaries in Maryland. So we what's the difference between too. Maryland and DC's like rules? DC doesn't require a car, and it's all recreational use. You cannot sell it. Um, you can grow it. You can grow a certain amount for yourself. That's pretty much it. And you can't be out smoking it in public like that. You can smoke it in your crib, but that's about it. Maryland does not allow to me. Yeah, Maryland does not allow recreational <laughs> use at all. That, from what I understand, and you have to get approved from a doctor to get a special car, and it's. You have to get sponsored or something. It's it's not as easy as it mm-hmm. should be, from what I understand. Um, so once you get sponsored or whatever, I guess, then you can go to these dispensaries that sell the edibles and the pre rolls or whatever. Yeah. But like oh, they got billboards okay. up for this for the if you're driving through Baltimore on ninety five, they got billboards up for dispensaries in Maryland now. Oh. Yeah, they're advertising the fuck out of it. They just ain't changed the law yet because Hogan and them tripping. <laughs> so when Hogan what? stopped tripping, when these white people want to really make some money, they'll stop and they'll, they'll do this. Like, I don't get white people. I don't get white people in like acting like they want to have fun, but then not advocating the fun. Come on, dog. Mm-hmm. And it's money. It's a lot of tax revenue money involved in this. A lot. I like, know Georgia's going back and forth with it. Uh, well, I know they they were like all yays to the um dispensaries but of course like how maryland is you have to have like a card mm-hmm. um but you know it's it's going to be to the point where like you said they're going to realize like look at all the money that the revenue that i can bring in if you just make this recreational and they'll change i need white people to stop acting like they don't want to bring in new money to clean up the mean streets of the suburbs like seriously stop acting like y'all want this money did y'all do absolutely but I heard in Denver, like, you can own, like, my friend Emily, like, took a road trip with her boyfriend to Denver. Mm-hmm. And she said you can only buy, like, an ounce a day. I mean. I definitely can't smoke that much. I mean, I know there are people who can, but I am not one of those people. Not me either. Yeah, she said you can, and she says it's not even, she says they take, like, your um, license, and I guess they run it. So if you say, like, oh, well, I'm going to kind of go this other dispensary like across on the opposite side of Denver then you know it's already in the system like you bought an ounce today that's fine I have no problem with stuff like that like they can do that make sure these niggas ain't but she was kind of upset and I was like but girl you understand why they did it it's like people like you that's just rolling into the city thinking they just gonna load up on edibles right right on out I was like but but, you know you know what she sound like she sound like the nigga who rolls into Popeyes and buys all the fucking chicken sandwiches and leaves. <laughs> now she mad that they got a two sandwich rule. Why you can't put that sauce on the side? <laughs> Bruh, can y'all just give me the sauce in a bucket? <laughs> I brought 25 chicken sandwiches. I'm gonna need more sauce than this. So you telling me y'all don't grill? Y'all don't have any grilled items here? Mm. I, I know. <laughs> you don't have a grilled chicken sandwich. It's a Burger King right next door. We can go get these sandwiches flame broiled. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get the fuck out of here, dog. Oh gosh. So y'all have an impossible chicken? Can y'all put some fries on my chicken sandwich? 
<laughs> Wait, KLC has one. Hold on, was that sandwich already made before I walked in the door? Mm-mm, I want a fresh one. Mm-mm, <laughs> I'm a fresh one. Oh, you know you had plenty of those. Like that's been sitting under the lamp for two minutes. If you that's don't go get the fresh fuck out of here, it's a fast food <laughs> joint. How you think we move it fast? <laughs> Go to Red Robins if you want your shit served to you from the back. They even got a heat lamp in Chick Fil A, and you know that's the bougiest of fast foods. Mm-hmm. Fast food. Nobody yeah. ain't frying shit to order. Like whatever. Exactly. The only way you can get food fresh to order in a fast food restaurant is if you ask for fries with no salt at McDonald's. Bruh. And even then, Perfect. even then, they they really you gotta go spit to a semi reputable McDonald's because otherwise you're taking your life in your hands. If they spit on your fries for for you asking them that shit, I don't have no problem with it. <laughs> stop fucking. Yeah, with you these fast definitely got to do that inside where you can watch them fry the shit. Yeah, otherwise, stop messing. Stop messing with these fast food workers. Like everything is streamlined. They watch videos showing them the expectations of what they're supposed to be doing, and then y'all niggas come in making changes and optioning <laughs> shit out and in. Fuck you. It's a fast food restaurant. Get in, get the fuck out. Why are you making the world wait? We got places to be. I know. Make that shit at home if you don't like how they make it. Bruh. It ain't hard enough. I just don't leave these people alone, man. Like they try, they gotta work eight hours a day dealing with y'all. Go home smelling like hamburger. Stop making these people. I know smell like full grease. Jesus. <laughs> Niggas be emptying their pants pocket to wash their clothes, and a pack, a bunch of packets of ketchup fall out. They be like, I hate my life. <laughs> I don't even know how these packets got in here. <laughs> and that grease smell stay on you forever I remember when I used to um, do all that stuff like we had like a like a snack bar at the uh, waterfront park that we had back home it was like a small waterfront park and you know you frying burgers and dropping fries and all, making grilled cheese sandwiches for them little churn and you come home that grease smell it felt like it was in you for like a week yep. like, I still smell like fries leave these people alone man let them work you'll be doing too much so i wanted to play this audio that i just found i haven't heard it so if it it, i know it's whack but i haven't heard it so i want to play it we get a preview of what it is or i'm gonna play it why are we gonna preview something about to play are you gonna tell us what it is before you play it i just told you i didn't watch it i don't know what's going on does it have a description she destroyed lizzo is the description. Oh, that's boy. it. Okay, that's all I was asking. Why can't you just deal with the surprise? Why you got to know who the president from? Damn. We're talking. <laughs> all right, here we go. Tell you something. We out of time for that, boo. First of all, I need you to go somewhere else where the cicadas ain't interrupting your conversation. Like, <laughs> they are not trying to let you speak, babe. We out of time. I don't know what world y'all live in to where you think that you can fuck around and shake your ass. As I talked about in the other video, this Plantation Jubilee y'all in. We, see, this, this is that bullshit they do to keep you confused. What? Confusion, confusion. See, buck dress, dance, man. buck dance. See, I already knew something was wrong when you got the alphabet mafia on your team. When you see C's and C's of oh. pink and purple hair right. and gender confusion out there. When you got those as your riders, I already know that you are working with the most strongest arm of white supremacy. And that is those goddamn alphabet mafia people. Dave Chappelle told y'all. And now we want to play around when they use nope. our fat, our loud, and our ignorant. They said, bring me your fake, your loud, your ignorant, and here come Lizzo. 
I'm not trying to have friends and make friends with y'all. Because, see, y'all confused. Y'all looking up to Megan Thee Stallion. I'm not trying to make friends with you. I don't want those women in the womb school. If this is who you are looking to, we don't want to build with you. I'm looking to a side of security. I'm looking to Queen Mother of Four. I'm looking to Shahrazad Ali. I'm not looking to Megan Thee Stallion. Is that a tug? These are not the people that are going to tell you what you need to hear when you're in war. You're at war. You in a park. Nigga, shut up. You're at war. <laughs> Sit down. If all you have to offer is your ass in the air, honey, you are not a soldier out here. Let me see you twerk and play the flute. Thank you. You're a prostitute. You're a bad witch, oh. baby. They ain't did nothing different. When they need to confuse wait, 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 you, let me tell you. She absolutely called another black woman a bed wench. Oh, God damn I'm it. I'm still fat. I'm still trying to figure out. Did she really say they're using our fat? Yes. <laughs> Something. Don't you understand a nation can rise no higher than its women? That's not I what agree with that. I mean, I agree with that statement. Uh, only just that one statement this whole nation is built on is built on white men doing exactly that though <laughs> like yeah i know but america ain't great either it's not but i don't know too many nations that actually are so well, treat women better and then you could be great yeah. finland is popping and they have amazing uh hey relatively amazing treatment of their I, women. I, I appreciate them but yeah like it's a whole lot of nations that's done rise. Oh, I know. Them, that's what I'm saying. Most of them are trash. Yeah. Almost all. I would even say Finland's probably trash. I just don't know enough about it. But I do know that they get rid of maternity leave. Look at our women. And when we see you, you got your ass in the air. All you have to offer is your sexuality. Your sexuality is Mike. I don't understand. She said, "She said all you all you have to offer is your sexuality." It's she like talk the same way as Killer Mike be yelling. She like, do yeah. be yelling. I know. I don't understand. Like is she... Mike really start yelling, he sound just like this. But is, is Lizzo is Lizzo running around like throwing her heterosexualness in people's faces? That I don't understand. I didn't know that was a problem. Now her sexuality—that's what is she fucking basketballs or something? I don't understand. What's what's up with her sexuality being thrown around? Why this? That's gonna get you out of war, bro. They are literally cutting the grass in the national park that you walking through right now. You talk about a war. <laughs> they tired of her yelling. They trying to buffer that shit. Yo, <laughs> wow. This is niggas that be like, I eat leaves for nutrients because of my blackness. <laughs> you don't get the fuck out of here. The Lizzo hate this week has been absolutely disgusting. And oh, speaking of, I got something to send you. Hold on. Okay. Keep talking, but I'm going to send you. I am. I have had a very interesting time because I made my post about this Lizzo shit. And the way I, the way I'm, I look at it like this one, I am not the biggest Lizzo fan. I'm not. I've heard her album once. I thought it was solid. I thought she did a good job. Shit ain't really for me, though. And I'm an Adele fan, but something about it, it just didn't like vibe with me to the point where I was like, I got to listen to it all the time. But that doesn't take away from her talent on the album. She can sing, she can rap, she can play the flute, she can produce. She's great. She's got great charisma. She's got a good personality. She's got a lovely PR team. A lot of people like her. And her marketing game on social media is top fucking notch. Like, y'all should learn something from her. She got a college education and talent, and she's a musician. That's As far as it goes, that's the kudos I give to Lizzo. Her whole personality is just not for me. Like, she's she's 
she's one of those people that is uh, like abrasively out there and loud and uh, uh, just about kind of being the center of attention. And that mm-hmm. works perfectly for the industry she's in. But I would not go like sit down and have coffee with her anywhere. I just I just couldn't do it. It's too much energy for me. I just I'm not built like that. <laughs> like it, it won't I won't allow it. I'll, I'll short circuit and just tap out. I'll just like abandon abandon ship. I'll, I'd rather be overboard. So her personality isn't it for me. But that doesn't take away from the fact that I completely can acknowledge that she is someone that people should look up to. She is someone that you need to take notes from. She is someone that has really shown, has given a very positive outlook to bigger black women and bigger women in general and has given them something to be proud about. And y'all hate it. Y'all fucking hate it. You know, some of y'all hate it because you don't like fat people. Some of y'all hate it because you don't like yourselves because you fat. Some of y'all hate it because she got confidence and you don't. Some of y'all hate it because she got talent and you don't. Y'all are fucking mad. And the way that y'all have shown y'all asses on social media this week, the amount, the, the reasoning and the logic, and the, the logical deduction that I've seen y'all do to tear this woman down from every fucking angle, to make yourselves feel like you're not fat shaming her, to make your, to every, every statement that you've had, I, I, I don't think it's anything wrong, but if your statement ends with a but, when you give me your opinion to Lizzo and you start off with a compliment, fuck you. Because you won't, it's, it's fat phobia. I don't care if you calling her tacky for what she did. I don't care if you saying her outfit didn't look right. It's all fat phobia. It is all fat phobia. If you are any, you, you, y'all got to step outside of yourselves to actually look at who's around you when you making compliments that go along with them. Like if you're, if you're like in a crowd of people that's shaming her for being fat and you go, well, I don't think it's a problem with her being fat. I just think it is a time and a place for everything. That's cool that you said that. But when you amongst the masses, you can't be an individual, nigga. You everybody. Your opinion now sides with them. That's why a lot of the times online, if I have an opinion and I see another raggedy ass nigga has the same opinion, I will not share that opinion. Because I don't I do not want to be I do not want to look like I'm collaborating with that nigga. Like I'm not. I know when to keep my mouth shut. You know what? I kind of feel the way he's feeling, but that nigga's trash. And I'm not about to support what he's saying, knowing he's trash. And y'all, but y'all been doing that all week and acting like you're not standing on the same side. So y'all have been backhand complimenting her all week, but you've been on the same side that's been fat shaming her. So from wide scope, when you step back and see the forest for the trees, all y'all niggas fat shaming her. All of you. You don't even I mean, understand that you're subconsciously doing it. They subconsciously fat shaming her. That whole, it's a time and a place for everything. Bullshit. I've seen, these, these are arguments I've seen against Lizzo this week. Not the time, it's a, it's a time and a place for twerking, which little white kids have been twerking everywhere around the country since it became popular. White women twerk on Good Morning America. Basketball cheerleaders, football cheerleaders, everybody twerk, wherever your grandma twerk, people at bar mitzvahs twerk. Like, don't act like it's a time and a place for twerking. Niggas twerk all the time. They twerking in Popeye's videos. They twerking in check paid um, videos. Like, get the fuck out of here, dog. Twerking is like the national thing now that has been assimilated into white culture. Don't act like because Lizzo did it that all of a sudden it's some nasty shit that we don't need to be accepting. It's a time and a place for everything my ass. They literally have cheerleaders in that shit twerking, showing they ass during the basketball games and halftime shows. Y'all can't have a halftime show at an event without twerking. Y'all niggas can't have a fucking Macy's Day Parade without people twerking on fucking um, platform running through the streets. Don't act like 
that this is not some normal sexist chauvinistic misogynistic shit built into our culture that happens everywhere you go when y'all feel like fucking celebrating y'all don't be saying it's a time and a place when hockey players get into a fucking fight on the ice and that's the whole reason you went there y'all ain't saying it's a time and a place when you bring your kids to a fucking arena that's selling beer for $13 a fucking cup and everybody's drinking it and they getting drunk and they yelling obscenities at play it wasn't a time and a place when Philly fans be acting the fuck out and ruling the fuck out it wasn't a time and a place when people in Oklahoma at certain colleges was flipping over cars and fucking burning them in, in, in the middle of the street because they won some shit it's not a time and a place when people do that not when people are doing that but it's a time and a place when Lizzo gets a seat courtside at an event that basically was like Lizzo in the building and they played her song and she got up and twerked to her song at a Lakers game on TV and then dropped the dropped her next video release from her album. You didn't you couldn't understand that that might have been a coordinated effort and that the Lakers and the whole arena and shit might have been involved with her. You thought she just happened know to have that, a seat and that right makes there. a whole lot of sense. Like okay, so then it was then what what somebody said I'm just gonna say somebody told me it was because her ass too flat. And I'm like, have you looked at the asses on the cheerleaders? Have you looked at the oh. asses on the cheerleaders in most arenas? They be flat. I mean, facts. They be flat, nigga. You ain't never watched cheerleaders and been like, man, this is like the ass. Uh, this is the this is the ass hooters version of the cheerleaders. Dog, come on, bro. It's not twerk team. Like, yeah, these yeah. Are people are normally professional dancers, and then they do on, cheerleading bro. or whatever. Also, that's body shaming to tell somebody that they should not be proud of their body because they got a flat ass. It's body shaming. Straight through. Yeah, you fat shaming. All right. It was a stunt. Well, then if it was a stunt, that means it was a, it's a uh, it was a coordinated PR and marketing strategy that was in play with the arena and the Lakers people knew about it and the owners of the NBA and shit knew about that this was going down and the music, um, her business team knew about it and they planned it and they set this up. So basically that was like her doing a short little concert for y'all, right? Putting on a show. Ain't that her job? Ain't she a musician? She a professional, right? On that time cover? So it's okay, because a lot of y'all use the excuse that it would have been fine if she was doing if it was a concert. Well, it was related to her music business. So guess what? Now it's okay, right? Approved. Y'all called it tacky. Y'all niggas tacky every day. Shut the fuck up. Just for attention. Y'all niggas talking about this for attention every day, because y'all tacky. Shut the fuck up. It's okay to be fat phobic. And that's what's really going on here. Y'all are trying to make it seem like it's okay to be fat phobic. It's not. It's not okay to be fat phobic. And as a person who's been fat their whole life, I know the difference between genuine concern about somebody's health and their hygiene mm-hmm. and you just making a remark because you fucking fat phobic. And I, I truly, I, I've never, I never felt like I needed to do this, but this has always been a thought I've had. And like, I don't know, I don't know, Deidre, I've seen pictures of you when you were, you were younger. You looked a lot smaller. I've never been small, but you looked mm-hmm. like you were small at one point. And I don't, maybe I'm just, I don't know if that's true or not. Well, not really. Like, I guess smaller than what I am now, but in, I guess, hindsight of smaller versus other people, no. Okay. So, um, I've been, but yeah. No, no, I'm just, I'm just curious because I didn't want to lump you in if this wasn't true. Um, some of y'all got fat when you became adults. Okay. And now y'all be acting like you've been dealing with the fat struggle your whole life. So you use that to disguise your fat ass phobic remarks when you say that shit. Right. I know the difference. I can fucking tell the difference. 
you have not felt like that your whole life. You have not dealt with that from childhood through adulthood. You have not built confidence in yourself or your new body. Because this ain't my new body. This is my body. I, this has been my body the whole time I've been bodying. All right. Y'all need to check yourselves, dog. That This checking people in public, this fucking judgmental shit in public. Like, it's real. Somebody was like, they don't say this about Megan Stallion and all she do is twerk everywhere. They don't because her body makes it okay. Rihanna shows up places and shows off her body and it is glorious when she does it and all the remarks are yay ma'am. Beyonce released a pic this week, this same week during the Lizzo shit and her ass is essentially the point. Y'all won't looking at her hair. Okay. Right. Get the fuck out of here. Lizzo shows off a body that our culture deems imperfect because y'all niggas are fat phobic. It's, I get they it. really are. I fucking get it, man. And it's really sad that a bunch of y'all took this as an opportunity to shit on a black, like to shit on a black woman. Lizzo is on the cover of Times as like woman of the year or one of the women of the year. And instead of rejoicing that a talented, heavy set black woman has captured the attention of the world. And made them love her for who she is. Y'all decide to shit on her. At every opportunity. Because you fucking hate yourselves. I get it man. Mm -hmm. I actually feel sorry for y'all. I feel sorry for you hating yourself. It's you know. To see. Like you said a larger woman. Be confident with herself. And not take shit. And be all these great athletes. It's always been something that's always looked down on because you know everybody thinks that oh because you're larger you're just supposed to be you're supposed to take whatever people tell you like you're not supposed to have an opinion you know you're not supposed to be confident you're not supposed to be sexual like none of those things correlate to you being a bigger woman like it, it's just not supposed to happen because like you said society has always said like you have to be you have to look a particular way your stomach has to be this flat your your ass has to be this big your tits have to be sitting like whatever it is but that is the standard of beauty that is the standard of you can say what you want you can do what you want that's what that's what confidence is because you know, this is what is deemed attractive. And like I said, when you see somebody like Lizzo um, or whoever else that's confident in their skin, then they're just, just as talented and just as beautiful. And they're being a grown-ass Black woman saying what the hell they want to say and do what they want to do, then that's just something like, oh, I don't know why she's doing that. Like, yeah, like, so what if she wanted to twerk at the fucking basketball game just like you said there's cheerleaders with less on twerking and doing god knows what else at those damn uh basketball games and but it's fine then because you know of course they're skinny you know so skinny means attractive that's totally okay but when lizzo does it it's just all this uproar of like she should know better and it's it's a family event when some of y'all not even looking at your damn kids and that's another thing too it's like you should also look at the people that are, you know, shaming her for what she did or all has all these issues of Lizzo being a confident woman. She's just so big, blah, 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 blah. Because some of them be fucking hit in the first damn place. Like, you get a lot of those dudes that be like, oh, like, you know, 
she big. Nobody want to fuck with a big girl. Nobody want to do all that stuff. And it's like nobody want no girl, no matter how size, like what size they are, want to deal with your ashy ass. Nobody want to deal with no broke ass nigga that don't have no damn job. Like it's always these people like charming from the sidelines saying all this shit when they need to look at the mirror and look at themselves and see how, you know, they are at the end of the day. A lot of them don't like, don't they don't like themselves. A lot of them got all these other people gassing them up. Like they are somebody and the reality is they're not. Annoying. I'm just, I'm like, I'm not even upset over the comments I've seen. I just know y'all broken. Y'all, y'all get up here and if it's a mental illness, then y'all all for supporting, supporting people's tantrums. You know, Summer Walker can do some Lauren Hillish shit every day and y'all will support her because she told y'all she got anxiety. She'd literally be at the club wilding with people and y'all be like, leave her alone. She got, she anxiety. got booed in Jersey. I think I saw. She got booed in Jersey because they said she was. She, because they thought she was going to perform at the club and she didn't perform. That one sounded a bit messy. It sounded like they might have wanted her to perform, but there was no contractual obligation for her to perform. And yet still, still, niggas was like, leave her alone. She got anxiety. But Lizzo twerks to her own song at a Lakers game. And because it wasn't an actual concert, at an at a like Verizon Arena, specifically a Lizzo concert, it was offensive and it was tacky. Like if she'd have went and twerked with the cheerleaders, would that made it better? I thought she was twerking with the with the cheerleaders from the stands and shit. That's what I looked at it as. Maybe I was just wrong though. The Rockets literally invited her to come twerk with them <laughs> after seeing that video. Lizzo can't. I'm, I need y'all to understand this. I need y'all to really take this to heart. I know it hurts. I know it just it, it just really grinds your gears. Lizzo, as of right now, can't lose. She y'all have tried and tried and tried, and her confidence is just unfucking wavering. She gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and y'all feel smaller and smaller and smaller every fucking time. Oh yeah. Every- no, I was gonna say there's just somebody. It's a lot of them too that'll be like, "Oh man, Lizzo fat, Lizzo not attractive, blah 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 blah." But they in her fucking DMs. Oh, you know that's a fact. You absolutely know that's a fact. Hands down. Uh, Oh, I put a link in the chat to something that made my day today. And it directly involves Lizzo. It's a YouTube video. You see. It's odd. I mean, you don't need to see the video, but the visual is also fun because it uh, is a little kid being great. I think this person is a little kid. They look very young. But this shit is fire. And uh, I played it like three or four times today. Thank you. 
Okay, I need Lizzo to bring this girl on tour. Bruh, you know what I'm saying? Like She fucking bodied that shit. Jesus Christ. And who are the 54 people that dislike this video? Burn Yo, they need to be found and beat. Like, this girl is... So it's a YouTube channel called Julia Plays Groove. And it's what I said. It looks like a, like a child, a young girl playing bass lines over popular songs. And I mean, she rips everything she plays. I listened to like 10 of her videos today at work. She just murders it all. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I already like Juice. Juice is my favorite song on that album. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, she was just killing that baseline. It made me yeah, very happy. Yeah, it's not like some kids' bop. She say what? I said it's not some kids' bop. Oh no, nah, hell no! <laughs> it it is. God, watching her do it too. I love that the camera right? situated right in focus on her hands, so you can see the work. Oh yeah, she's, she's in. there's no faking the funk on this. No, she is. She's got killing amazing it. chops. <laughs> she and is. definitely she need to be in Lizzo's touring band. <laughs> But like, oh, did y'all dope. did y'all see the Lizzo time cover? Yes, oh, nigga. I need to look at it right now. Niggas. A fucking slay. Somebody said Lizzo got her foot on y'all's necks. That's why they in that shoe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo. That's a oh, that's, that's a bomb ass cover. That's incredible. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's so dope. Just y'all can hate this woman all you want. I hope she wins so many Grammys, so many Grammys, because even if Lizzo falls at some point, she will be fine. Her cushion, the cushion she will land on will be plush. So go ahead and hate. She got many a parachutes. She is good to go. People talk about 15 minutes of fame, but it's people with so much less talent out here that have not failed yet. So why y'all think Lizzo gonna stumble? Like, she's the chosen one, nigga. Prince picked her. Stop fucking doubting Lizzo out here, dog. Stop right. doubting Lizzo. I mean, say less. Prince. <laughs> Prince ain't picked none of y'all. <laughs> Stop doubting Lizzo. Prince is not picking Salty or whoever else y'all be standing over like absolutely not prince will pick his nose before he picked you niggas like stop doubting lizzo <laughs> just quit it cut it out bro it's unnecessary you look disheveled <laughs> get it going bro your energy's low sir recharge god L- lizzo is his bomb i'm i i like i said i can't hang around her abrasiveness but i love that she doesn't stop i i i i applaud her in the amount of energy Absolutely. that she has and how much she rubs it in y'all's faces because the people who love her get life from her and the people who hate her, they feel tormented inside because you can't, mm-hmm. she can't hear you from her side of the screen. Y'all be so mad, dog. <laughs> and y'all got to stay mad. Yeah, that'll be all right. Niggas be like, she a plant. Why is it when a why is it when why why do we why is it really? that we struggle? Yeah, we struggle as black people in every other facet of society, right? We're, especially when we're constantly knocking our heads against privilege at the front door and we're trying to get through. Why when a talented black overweight woman who can sing, play an instrument, can dance, produces, puts on shows, why would she make it all of a sudden she a plant? Like, even if she is a plant, 
She's a that don't make me being a plant don't make me like the music and I like that shit. Bro, but <laughs> even if even if she is a plant, are you saying that she's a plant you can't admire? Because right. you can't just I feel like it's kind of like the steroids thing. Yeah, you can shoot steroids, but if you ain't lifting no weights, it ain't gonna do nothing for you. You ain't gonna do nothing, right? It ain't gonna do nothing for you. Like you saying, Barry Bonds saying she worked a plan? hard to hit all them home runs after he started doing the steroids. Yeah, you still got to put the work in. It's just a little juice, which is what Lizzo got. Lizzo got a little juice, but the talent is you got all the her. Juice, baby. The talent is all her, dog. Y'all can't take that shit away from her. Y'all can't be like she a plant. That's why she in a position that she in. You, it's, it's other people out there that's more talented. You can say that about everybody else. You can say that about Michael Jordan, Michael Jackson. You said it about Did everybody. Bitch right. While twerking Hands on a Tuesday. Down. And right. came from and came from YouTube doing it. Built a following, flute twerking and playing other people's music, now playing her own music. Pushed for years to get her shit where it is now, and y'all just giving it attention. She's been waiting on y'all to catch up. And y'all mad at her because she enjoying her moment. You niggas take the ugliest Instagram pictures of like they are sinfully ugly all the time. And ain't nobody told you to stop because that's your page. But y'all mad at her because of the platform that she's built, that she stands on proudly and shouts from. Y'all mad because she leaning over y'all and she up in your face with her hands on her hips and she ain't moving for nobody. Naked. Y'all hate naked, that naked. shit. Y'all hate that shit. Like, I get it, man. You don't like yourself. Go get counseling. Yeah. Pretty much. It's just, it's, I, she I, I would just naked. Oh, they were seething. Like, why she got all her stuff out? Because it's her stuff. I mean, want to have it out. Like, why are you talking? Nobody wanted to hear you. Nothing. Y'all stay saying shit. Nobody asked for your fucking opinion. You ain't never felt obligated to shut the fuck up. So why are you telling her to? Just because nobody want to see y'all naked. Like, go away. Yo, you also don't have the right to have a trash opinion. Like, Straight up. That is not that that is not some right that you deserve and people should leave you alone about it. Nah, if you out here sharing your thoughts, people gonna share theirs. Right. You get the energy it doesn't work that way where you just it's just you and that's it. What you put out, you get back. Mm -hmm. So get the ducking. (laughs) Like I'm I'm just over it. I'm so fucking over y'all choosing when to champion somebody that ain't done nothing to y'all and when not to champion somebody that ain't done nothing to y'all. Y'all old picky pick me ass niggas. I'm telling you, but be in her DMs. You know they do though. Girl, you look so good. Mm-hmm. I rub them feet. It, it's just we gotta treat our we gotta treat our people better. Like we constantly out here talking about treating each other better and then y'all do shit like this to people that don't deserve none of it don't serve don't mm-hmm. deserve none of that hate mm-hmm. it's crazy absolutely not um just trying to live your best life yo did you actually you know what I'm, I'm gonna hold off and find this and i'll bring it up later Deidre, you said you had some what you got um wait where is it it was <sighs> women asked her male followers what secret to what what's the secret your girlfriend doesn't know about you on Instagram. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's about to get extremely messy. 
So one person said I have I got my second girlfriend pregnant in the backseat of her car. Oh. Mm. Um her car. Yes. <laughs> I dead ass fucked her line sister. Dead ass me. That's in New York. <laughs> I'm gay. Um, I will never ever gonna settle down with one woman ever. That's what Jay-Z said, but look what happened to him. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I'm ready to cut on the low, but I'm trying to find a reason to stay. She was down. She was a downgrade from the rest, but the rest was still around. I'm single on the weekends. Okay. I shot her club up and oh. shot my homegirl club up okay. a few days later. That she's really my side chick, which I'm, I guarantee you that's like the top answer. Yo, you gotta Absolutely. love you gotta love how patriarchy got niggas out here feeling like they can they in control of every situation they in. Like it's all from their perspective. She my side chick. How you know you ain't hers, nigga? Like what? Yo. I'm only with my girl because she gets me a foot locker discount. Nigga. It's probably like 15% too. <laughs> it not even good. Two years in this, and she don't know I have a child. Damn, you used to be um, a terrible father then. I still right. fuck with all four of my exes, and she doesn't know, but we're the happiest. And I let my bitch pay for my haircut so I can go out with my other bitch the same night. These niggas do. I feel like a lot of these are lies. These niggas are doing a lot. I don't it gets it's starting to, it's starting to sound a bit ridiculous. Like the haircuts one just sound like you you need to come up with a brag. Also, a haircut. I mean, there are both niggas that trash and women that would let As them do that. As a single woman, these all sound feasible. I'm just saying, a, hair, a haircut. <laughs> uh, somebody paying for your haircut really ain't some shit to brag about. But I, I guess. I mean, but we didn't say they were smart. This might be a a, a big thing for them. I, that's that is yeah. a very good point. You're right, which just makes it sadder if it's true. Like, <laughs> but yeah, these these uh these things sound very like fuck nigga. Like they don't sound like they're crazy. Mm. I mean, it's tell not them. like I murdered somebody and I didn't tell her. Tell you, it's, it's not, different now. They sound like I worked a night shift at Lowe's because I get that's where I get my best sleep. I mean the, the the haircut one absolutely they could be working you know they could be frying the chicken at Popeyes I don't know but if you gotta work if you like re- if you rely uh, on your girl for your haircut yes you drop patties at Popeyes. Someone said I steal money out of her purse every night at the end of the week. Jesus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> fucking scumbag. <laughs> God damn. What in the world, but bro? This... Life behavior. <laughs> what kind of prison shit but, is this? Uh, I mean, you know, um, on Atlanta, you know, Bibby stole out of his uh, one of his girlfriends. <laughs> you know what? Top of, you had to pay for the haircut, Bruh. <laughs> this is actually a great lead into what my next topic was. What is? What's your next topic? Oh, I I, I stopped. Not, I actually, I found it. I had stopped looking, but I think I had stopped looking because subconsciously, so I found it. So, um. Who is first of all? Who is Terrain Walker? Who? Okay, no good, clue. Good. I don't know who this nigga is either. So Terrain Walker made a post 
that said, well, actually, Killer Mike. You know what? I don't even know who started this because sometimes reading tweets is just annoying. Give me one second. Okay. Yes, see. Um, I guess Killer Mike wrote, crafted by the CAI agent, the feminist was a spook. And this oh, was, boy. Yeah, so this is an article written by Marcos Nakanakalekas back in 2015. Marco Polo? Sure. The DJ. <laughs> and Terrain Walker responded to that and said, uh, the greatest trick white feminism ever played was convincing what? black women that black men were the enemy. And then oh he replied, man, if people would just research how the state inserts ops into movements. So I who said, Mike said that part no, back. No, Terrain said this as well. Oh, Again, I could be reading this tweet wrong, but not because the words are wrong. I just re- might be reading it in the order wrong. So me, because I think my favorite part of hotepery <laughs> is the fact that most hoteps only read the first sentence. <laughs> you either get what I'm saying or you don't. So <laughs> I went and I did some research because Wikipedia is available to everybody. Listen, three ninety nine at that. I went on to Google, and I just typed in "white feminism, black woman hate," something like that, right? And actually, you know what it was? I found a comment that somebody had posted under in this thread, talking about they don't even know, dog, if they would just read, and it was a link, and the link was to. Um, some piece of an article, right? And it was, uh, it was about, it's titled, it was a blog post titled Black Feminism, the CIA and Gloria Steinem. And for those who don't know, Gloria Steinem is an author, an activist, uh, feminist movement person from like the seventies and the sixties, I believe. Um, very active, very popular name. So go read. And I just started reading it. And it's, again, it's a blog. So what follows is a fact sheet about Gloria Steinem's operations against the various social and political movements in America, particularly her role in creating a hateful and violent strain of black feminism that attacks black men while partnering with the white establishment. Gloria, Gloria Steinem first came across the radar of black men in 1978 when Steinem put a book called put a book called Black Macho and the Myth of the Superwoman on the cover of Miss Magazine, which was her magazine at the time. The magazine, which she controlled, the book was, quote, quote, written by a black, quote, feminist and, quote, activist named Misselly Wallace. It's Michelle Wallace, but they can't spell. Who came <laughs> out of nowhere. Wallace was in her early 20s. At, so how is it? How is it? supposedly written by a person who actually exists but okay in her early 20s at the time yet she was being touted as the leader quote of black feminism in the book wallace called abolitionists like harriet tubman is joining and to join the truth quote ugly and quote stupid for supporting black men she called black revolutionaries quote chauvinist macho pigs and advised black women to go it alone quote 
Gloria Steinem said that Wallace's book would, quote, define the future of black relationships, and she pushed hard to make sure the book received massive publicity. Gloria Steinem's work triggered a flood of, quote, hate black men books and films that continue to this day. Needless to say, some were quite suspicious of Miss Magazine and Gloria Steinem. Um, so this is when I did my Googles and my Wikipedia. I went and I looked up black macho and black macho and the myth of the superpower woman. And when I looked up that, I found a paper that was actually done on her book, Michelle Wallace's book. It was done on the autobiograph, the autobiography of Angela Davis, who was quoted at some point in one of these articles as not as being a person who uh, reputed this book and did not agree with its sentiments. Again, this is being quoted in one of these articles. I didn't fully believe that. So I went back and I also looked up Angela Davis Mm -hmm. to try to find her quote where she went against this book. And it's it's an inter- it's an interesting rabbit hole to go down because what Killer Mike and them are essentially saying is that black women having an issue with black male patriarchy is not their own was not derived by them. They did not come to that conclusion on their own to to that black men were a problem and black relationships that were and relationships in the black community between black men and black women have issues. They got that from white women who were in, interjected into black culture to create the divisiveness and break apart the black family. That's what they believe. It's a, it's, mm-hmm. it's the alphabet mafia, the CIA, the FBI, et cetera, et cetera, working their magic to like, no, 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 break no, apart. That's not culture. the alphabet mafia. I know you're talking about LGBT, LGBT, yeah. when they say that, but people also say that in referring you're to about the, al- yeah, the alphabet boys. Fair enough. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm alphabet sure. boys. Yeah. Um, so one that's bullshit because that 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 hinges on the fact that you're that hinges on you say basically saying black women can't come up with their own thoughts and ideas and understandings of their own situations and plights. That's trash. Mm-hmm. Also, it wasn't black women that broke up black families in the black home. It was you niggas. Mm-hmm. And in every revolutionary stance that has been throughout our activismness in trying to regain our pride and our freedom, a lot of it was motivated by the fact that black men didn't like being under the thumb of white men. It was not motivated by what white men were doing to black women. So let's get that under wraps. And if it was because of what white men were doing to black women, it was because black men were like, we should, we should be the only ones allowed to do this to black women. Which you were doing to black women when they were helping you with this revolutionary shit, and you can get well, that. Yeah, from- Rod says a lot, and I'm I can't remember if he's the one that first said this or if he's like distilled the phrase, but like the black men are the white people, the black people. Yeah, um, is a real thing. It, it is actually a real. Thing, yeah, unfortunately. So even people like Angela Davis, who were involved with the Black Panther Party and were revolutionaries of their time and were a very loud, dominant, and, like, huge vocal force for the movement, the betterment of black people, and especially black women, they, too, have have attributed to, uh, have attributed some of the diluting in the relationship between black men and women to niggas being niggas. 
because y'all really did that shit. A lot of them were in relationships with people who were head of these black organizations that were out here supposedly fighting for the rights of black people that had issues with black women in power and black women who supposedly were standing beside them. That is not by that does not come from one author that comes from many a women who wrote books about this issue. And who were voices of that time period. But I dug down the rabbit hole and I found Michelle Wallace's Wikipedia page, which Michelle Faith Wallace, born in 1952, is a black feminist author, cultural critic and daughter of artist Faith Ringgold. She is best known for her 1979 book, Black Macho and the Myth of the Superwoman. So she did write a book. She was an author. She was an activist. It's not hypothetical. Put your quote fingers down. <laughs> like she's a known author and she actually I think uh she's a professor of English at City College of New York and graduate center of the City University of New York. Wallace's writings on literature, art, film, and pop culture have been widely published and have made her a leader of African American intellectuals. Can we stop taking away the accomplishments from black women when we don't agree with what they said or did, please? Cause she didn't say things. Uh, in 1974 and 75, Wallace worked at Newsweek as a book review researcher. During this period, Wallace contributed to Miss Magazine from time to time. In 1974, she met Ross Whitestone and Karen Durbin of The Village Voice and began writing for the publication on black feminism, her upbringing in Harlem in the 1950s and 60s, and her position in the black middle class educated elite. Wallace's articles in The Voice brought the prominence as a black, brought her prominent prominence as a black feminist in New York. In 1975, she quit her job in Newsweek after receiving an advance for a book draft that would eventually become Black Macho and the Myth of the Superwoman. She hypothetically got paid to hypothetically author a book, hypothetically tired, uh, titled this about her hypothetical black feminism. <laughs> she spent the next two years writing and editing the, this book, low on money at the time, while it took a job, took on a job as an instructor in journalism at New York University in 1976 later becoming an assistant professor of English. Black Macho and the Myth of the Superwoman was published by Dial Press in 1979. Wallace was Essence Magazine's editor-at-large in 83 and in 95 to 96. She was a columnist for the Village Voice. And critical reception. Former Miss Magazine editor Gloria Steiner proclaimed the book uh, it said it would shape the 80s. In the wake of publication, Black Macho stirred much controversy Wallace's blastings of patriarchal culture in the black community and black power movement has been called divisive. The work was criticized by intellectuals, political figures, and feminists, including Angela Davis, and even Wallace's mother, Faith Ringgold, who ultimately wrote a book in response. A review, damn, damn her own mama wrote a book in response to her book. A review of Black Macho in the Village Voice called the book an elusive work whose pages offer autobi autobiography, historical information, sociology, and mere opinion dressed up to resemble analysis. That's interesting. That that sounded real backhanded. It is a it is a polemic seriously felt, sometimes scathing, often repetitious. Many critics of the book offered similar evaluations by questioning Wallace's character and intellectual capabilities. Criticisms were published in the New York Times, Freedom Ways, and Time, among other publications in the same year that Black Macho was released, The Black Scholar published an essay by Robert Staples called The Myth of Black Macho, a response to angry black feminists. So um, you know how y'all like to sit on social media and talk about how the myth of the angry black woman 
was generate is generated by like white culture and white women feminists and we really gotta like put our foot down on the necks of that and quiet and quell it to get rid of that uh that misconception of black women and their plight to gain a voice and be heard for their issues and troubles black men was doing that shit to y'all too calling y'all angry black women and spreading that shit around Because it was a threat to the patriarchy. But I'm pretty sure none of the niggas who said that white feminists created black feminism read any deeper into it. It took me 10 minutes to find this information. I would be willing to bet a lot of money that they did not do that research either. Of course they did. Like a lot of money. More money than I have, really. Yeah. When you start when you start reading shit down a rabbit hole that proves you're a piece of shit the further you fall down it. Mm. I can see why you might stop. Because God forbid you like become a better person. Uh, it just seems to be a fast way to hang yourself. I'm just saying the the easy way out is just to be like, oh shit, my bad, I fucked up. And then, you know, then you out of there. You don't got to worry about it no more. What kills me is, piece of shit. What, what really gets me is, um, you know, black men will fight against the accusations of black women against them. It's, you know, their stories are right here in their writings. It's not like they're making this stuff up. Y'all just don't want to go read it. Y'all just don't care enough to put energy into it. And, but y'all want them to stand beside y'all while it looks like they're behind y'all to you to give you support and make you feel strong. Y'all strong. Y'all really want black women to be your kickstand. And it's just trash. It is absolute trash. It makes you less than an intellectual and more of a problematic voice. And you're aware of it. it. It's not that these black men don't know that they harbor this hate. They're absolutely aware of this bullshit. I made a post on Facebook the other day. I was like, some arguments like I don't even entertain because or make because let's say that it's a bunch of women screaming, you know, men are trash, men ain't shit. You can't trust no man. Every man is bad. As a man, I have my faults. As a human being, I have my faults. Do I think I'm a bad person? The Capricorn in me would say yes. But ultimately, in comparison to other people in this world, no genuinely i try to help people before i hurt them so in my eyes that's good enough to be considered a good person i'm not about to argue with women though and declare myself the exception to they rule because there's a line of niggas beside me to fit the profile and fit the description and all i'm going to do is look like an asshole when i try to pick apart and parse through their valid sentiments about black men as a whole. Like if I want to separate myself for the men they talking about, then I just need to continue doing what I'm doing and make sure I'm not doing what those niggas is doing. And for me to make sure I'm not doing that, I need to listen to the women who are, who are pointing out what niggas are doing that they don't, that they either don't realize that they are doing or they don't care that they're doing and how it affects black women. Instead of arguing with them about how they got the wrong brother. 
that's unnecessary. So I'm not even going to entertain the argument. Plus, if I prove I'm not like them niggas, does that does does that like does that make everything they said invalid? Does that make black men better? No, because it was selfish for me. I was just doing that for myself. It'd be better for me to hear what they say, go back and regurgitate it to another to another brother. Instead of picking a fight with black women about it. Fuck the particulars. But niggas don't want to do that, dog. They they just want they everything they do is selfish. Their movements are selfish. Their activism is selfish. Their revolutionary stance is selfish. Going on Bill Maher and kicking with that white man who racist as fuck and loves dropping the word nigga to discomfort us is selfish. And niggas who feel just as selfish or want to have the power to be that selfish and not be judged for it, get behind those niggas and they support it. So it's just more men not listening to black women. It's more <laughs> men finding ways to tear black women apart. Uh, mm. I just mm, I see stuff like that and like yo it's just it's just so much hotep in hotepping it's just it's so much hoe in hotep that's a better way to put mm-hmm. it so much hoeing in hotep and then they have a platform to be a hoeish hotep Get on Twitter, they get on Facebook. Ooh, Facebook. I don't know which one's the worst, honestly. Facebook's got to be the worst. <laughs> Ooh, I've seen Honestly, some... if it wasn't for this group, I would never, ever use it for anything. <laughs> it's toxic. Yeah. It's unnecessarily yeah. toxic, too. Like, it's people being toxic who seek empathy through their toxicity. I just don't get that. If you if you want people to feel for you, why don't you act like you feel for other people? That's a very difficult concept. I don't get it. I it's hard for me I, to feel yeah, sorry for a person. Yeah. It's just hard for me to feel sorry for some of y'all when I see the way y'all be shitting on other people. Like when I see people be going through shit, I the first thing that comes to my mind is, yo, but last week it was all fun and games when you was getting your jokes off. Mm-hmm. You know, but now you want everybody to, you want somebody to show, you want a bunch of shoulders. I get it, but I don't get it, dog. In those moments where you're kicking, are you actually looking at them people and seeing yourselves in later moments in the future or in the past when you was going through some shit that had you down like that? And the last thing you would have needed was a joke thrown your way at your expense? Self-awareness is difficult to uh, come by, it seems. Sometimes, because you would think, oh, damn, you know, I can now remember this is how I was acting. And now this should happen to me. But evidentiary, like evidentiarily speaking, however you say that shit, um, (laughs) that don't work because people still go back to doing the same stuff. And I just I don't know, man. Is that a nature versus nurture thing? Like, do you have to be taught empathy? Well, you do have to be taught empathy, but like. Mm. is there a way to just like completely miss out on it or most people just never think about what they are actually doing like do they not look in inwardly ever you know what i'm saying i just think Mm -hmm. asking if anything if anything is nature versus nurture is kind of an unnecessary question because all of it's nature and nurture 
I don't, I don't, I don't, th- I don't see them as being a separate thing. I always see them as working together in tangent. In tandem I mean, that's fair. To create, but like, self reflection is just obviously nobody ever knows a hundred percent when they are like in the right or in the wrong. Because I feel like the world would be a lot better if people were able to do that. But I definitely am able to find myself and go, "Hey, man, you are definitely wilding right now. You need to relax." Like if I'm doing something crazy. Mm-hmm. I think that comes with maturity, man. though, man. Like I do. I think again. I think that's both. I think like some elements were nurtured into you, and then you grew through nature and realized that certain things on your own, like you developed your own inner voice that helps you separate the times to be reactionary and the times to be a person that just kind of listens and steps back. That's, I, th- I don't I think mean, that's that. true. I don't think a lot of people develop that. I've I've been saying this for a minute. I really do think people's wisdom and like uh their their ability to comprehend and counsel themselves better peaks at different ages for it for folks it just it like some people they peak in their early 20s and that's why they be doing mm-hmm. head ass shit in their 40s you'd be like bro why are you doing some shit that a 21 year old would do but you're <laughs> 55 it's because they peaked in their 20s they never got they never grew up past that point mentally and then there are other people that I think the older we get, we keep changing. That whole every seven years thing, you got to recheck yourself. It's because you've grown since then. You know, the person you was at 26 ain't the person you're going to be at 34, ain't the person you're going to be at 41. For some people. Absolutely. Not for everybody. It just, it just ain't like that for everybody. Some of us are blessed with growth. You know you know, wisdom really is some shit that takes time. You can't master yeah, wisdom in a day. Yeah, absolutely. Inherently. Wisdom, wisdom is directly related to experience. And I don't know if some people that ain't had enough and experiences. Acceptance. Because, I mean, like, you know, you go through things and a lot of stuff, wisdom is the things that you've done wrong and you've learned from that and it made you a better person. Like, you know, you whether it be communication issues, whether it be, you know, trying to be a better person. I mean, even just spiritually, just whatever it is, like sometimes wisdom, well, a lot, not a lot of times, but a lot of wisdom does it's, it's the, the things that you failed at, the things that did not work out. But the key is, is like, do you learn from that and be a better person or do you not understand that? Like, this is why you failed. This is why this did not work out. This is why what you did to this person or the things that you said in general was shitty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Do you understand that? Like, do you understand, like, this is the reason why you got this repercussions of that. And some people, like, they see it and just don't care because they're so narcissistic in a way where, like, what I say goes and that's it like they don't get like everything that you do is not right yep you're right yeah that that the acceptance thing that a lot of people don't want to take ownership of their actions you deal with that Mm -hmm. and i deal with that at work all the time but you definitely deal with that in life with people and sometimes I, I like I admit I be I'll say something and I'm dead ass wrong and I just like you know it just because I don't fucking like you I'm not taking ownership of my ass being wrong, right? I'm gonna be stubborn till the end on this just because I don't like you. 
I don't want you to win. <laughs> and I'll do yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, admitting that you did something wrong is, I mean, that's, that's always hard. You know, especially if you have been vested for a long time and thinking this was the right thing to do. Or even if it could be on the flip side where it could be something that you just haven't gotten, you've gotten away with and never been checked yet. Like, or if it's something that's kind of like self-destructive of you, yourself, you know, understanding like what I did was wrong and changing that. I mean, that takes a lot. Like some things are easy changes. Some things take a little bit longer, but it's at least the acceptance and the acceptance of, I want to change no matter how long it takes for that change. It's the, the fact that you're putting forth that effort to want to change. And some people don't want to change. Like they think like certain things that they do is okay, that it's fine. I can say this, oh, it doesn't matter if this person's feelings get hurt and it didn't come from a good place. I was just doing it because I felt inadequate for whatever reason, or I just wanted it to be mean, like no matter who it was, it doesn't matter. Like what I say, that's I'm sticking with it and then I'm just keeping it moving. No matter if what I did or what I said can honestly change somebody else's perspective on stuff, on themselves or whatever it is in life. Like, you know, when they say words mean things, like, it, that's so true. Nigga. Like, how you treat people, that's that's so true. You don't know what your words, how they affect them positively or negatively. Some people change, like, for the for the worse off of something somebody said to them. And it takes a lot for them to come back. Some people don't come back from it. But, you know, for you to understand, like, well, if somebody said, well, what you said or what you did did this to me, and for you to see, like, oh, wow, what I did was wrong. I'm sorry. I'm going to try to be better from that. Some people don't care. No. And um, I don't, I will not Hang out with those Negroes. <laughs> Not sitting in the back of the bus with y'all. Nope. Not back of the bus. My stop now, by the time. way, when did sitting in the back of the bus become cool again for black people? When <laughs> when we was choosing to do it. That like was very else? uncool at one point. And then right. <laughs> shit became real cool. Bruh. And I wanna know when that change happened. You that's the same way that the same way that nigga became cool after white people stopped being able to say it out loud. We took it back. Yeah, fair enough. Because I remember, like, at some point in school, either middle school or high school, I was like, didn't we, like, fight real hard to not have to do this shit? And we all trying to sit in the back of the bus because it's quote-unquote cool. This seems fucked up to me, and I'm a child, but it just don't seem right. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really think about it, like, in depth. I didn't go, like, militant about it. But I was just like, this is this is weird. Yo, I'm gonna I need put, Vox to do a little video about it or some shit. I just want to kind of, I just want to kind of put this out into the air. I don't know if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna do a post about this. I feel like I want to talk to people about this, so maybe we'll do it as a premium show or a regular show. When was the last time y'all watched uh, Losing Isaiah? I don't think I've ever seen Losing Isaiah. Hmm. That's the one Holly Berry was like with the white woman. Yes. Oh what? wow! It has been four fucking ever. Last time I saw, do you um, want to watch that? <laughs> <laughs> do 
Yeah, losing Isaiah is about a black woman who is a crack addict and she leaves her baby in a trash can and the baby oh, goes into Christ. an orphanage and a white woman adopts the baby and two years later the black woman tries to come back and gain um custody. Custody, yeah, I couldn't get the word right. Custody of the child. And it's a whole court thing in the end and it's a lot of conversation about it's basically a conversation where do black babies belong? Is the mm-hmm. gist of the movie? Do they belong in good white homes, or do they belong with their own kind? And as a, as a yes. child, I watched this, and you watch it as a kid. You're just like, "Oh, this is a sad situation." I never really thought about the conversation, the overarching the overarching conversation of where do black babies belong that the film is presenting. And what I came home and Ashley was watching it, and I was towards the end of the film during the court scenes with Samuel Jackson and stuff. And I, I gotta say, um, there is a lot of stuff in that movie that I found to be super problematic. About what year was it made in? Oh God. I'm look at that. Matter of fact, maybe like 94. No, yeah. It was like early nineties, right? Yeah. This was early. This, this was like the first time. So that's right. Yeah. Peak problematic movie time. Yeah, this was definitely around the time where they actually allowed Holly Berry to have speaking roles in films because in a Strictly Business, she was not allowed to talk. <laughs> but um, it, it's it's basically I'm watching this and I'm thinking, so you have black people making the argument that only black people can raise a black child right, which mm-hmm. I'll say I do not agree with. And then, I mean, clearly the film is about a black woman addicted to crack who left her black baby in a trash can. So we'll just start there. The other argument that is being made comes from the white side, how uh, they also feel like black babies um, should be placed in black home as, as the orphanage. So they'll, so like they'll do temporary custody of black children. And when they find a suitable black family, they will then take that child from the, from the home they're in and put them in the black family home. And I thought this film did a really good job at the end of showing how traumatic that is for a child. Right. And I, yeah, the number one priority is a stable home for the kid, obviously, which is not the number one priority in this case, in this film, the number one priority is where do we place this black child? Right. Where, where should this black child be? Not is the home that he's in already where he should stay. It's where does a black child belong in this world with his own kind? Or should he be with, other people other kinds right white kinds and i i had an issue specifically with the foster care system and the way they described how they dealt with black kids because i always feel i always feel like you got to read between the lines and look for the subtleties and what people are saying and I, I feel like it's not always genuine to be like black babies need to go back to black families when you say go back, what does that mean? Like to their biological parents that were black or nope, just, just, just black prioritize them being adopted by black adoptive families. Prioritize them be, prioritize them being with their own kind. Let's put it that like that. That phrase is real weird. That exactly. Me out when you say it. Exactly. Right? Prioritize them being with their own kind. You know, I understood that the argument was black kids should I understand from black people the argument that black kids should be raised with black people so they see black faces and they connect with black people and their blackness. But I also find issue with white people having that same argument 
because of things like segregation and class system and racism. <laughs> so I, I, it's hard for me to tell when it's a genuine notion or mm-hmm. when it's white people saying, go back to the ghettos where you came from. And in this movie, where you be- not even where you came from, where you belong. Where you belong is what gets me. Go back to where you belong oh. with your people. Oh, I don't like that at all. Mm-hmm. It, and in this film, I mean, it's a black child that is raised by a woman in an affluent home. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't necessarily introduce him to a lot of black culture. But he's also two. Um, and, and what they do is they stick him back with his mother who lives in a hood apartment with barely anything. And he goes from being in a family with all this support to being with this woman who just got back on her feet because that's where a white woman judge decided this child should be. And there's no transitioning period. There's no counseling. They just take him from the white home that he knows and they stick him back in this black home in this urban environment. Yeah. Well, that's obviously going to be like a formula for trauma. Like there's different things you can do. Like, cause there is a thing of like fetishizing non-white babies mm-hmm. by white people like that's for sure a thing absolutely uh, whether it's black babies or asian babies or, or any kind of baby that is non-white right so if maybe an adoption agency tried to prioritize homes where at least one parent was of the background of the child then maybe that could be a good thing like i don't know i don't know i definitely have not studied this enough to be like making an educated opinion on it but just looking at it from the outside then cool maybe that's the thing like at least a parent is black for this black kid or you have a two-parent black adoptive family but again the stability and like safety of the child is the utmost priority whether the parents are black or white and there are definitely lots of black people who have led normal happy like just wonderful regular ass lives who've been raised by white people um so it's not like that inherently will make the child have a bad childhood in any way. It's all about what type of like parental situation and home environment they're going into. So if the child is already in a stable home environment, then you should do whatever you can to stabilize that. In my opinion, over trying to go, Oh, well now there's somebody black. So let's move you right now. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yep. I don't think there's Just a black or right out. answer. I just think, I think like if the baby doesn't have anywhere to go first and there's a both a black couple and a white couple, then I would say, sure, prioritize the black couple. But if they are already in a landed home that is like had them for a while and the baby is like getting loved and cared for by those people, then let them be cared for. I'm, I'm more of I'm, like I understand that argument and I don't necessarily disagree with that in that situation, but I'm also more of like it's situational. Um, like it's every, always situational. I'm being very, very general in this way. Yeah, everybody don't believe that though, bro. Like they don't like in this film. It it really doesn't feel like it was any type of judgment put in put on put into this based on situation. They just were like, where should the child be? And they're all thinking about the future, but nobody was thinking about the now for this child. Oh, mm-hmm. he'll learn to deal with being, you know, going from this family, this rich family, and I mean rich in different ways, not just money. But going from this rich family to this woman who, like us again, had to get herself clean, thought her baby was dead because she left him in a fucking trash can to go get high. <laughs> and the whole the whole reason the child even exists is because she was prostituting herself for drugs. You know, it, 
it's a very difficult like situation to really talk about and and it's very unique i don't i don't even want to say it's unique it's very harsh like it's very disturbing and there are a whole a whole lot of different conversations you can have about it but i thought like i felt like the film during the whole legal part of it presented so many arguments half-assed and that's because they're coming from lawyers because mm-hmm. nobody is going to help either person in this situation whoever ends up with the child those lawyers aren't going to go and check up on that child. They're not going to go make sure that baby's okay. Once they make, once the decision is, is placed by the judge, they've done their job. They're going to move on to the next case. So all this talk about the child's future. How, you, how can you, how can you act like you care so much about somebody's future when you're not going to be involved in it? Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I would, true. I would, I would definitely like to just kind of like watch that. And like play clips from it and just have a discussion about some of the arguments being presented because I feel like that would be a great like conversation. I feel like that movie, that movie presented a lot of different angles worthy of conversation. Yeah, I hadn't seen that in forever. I watched it so much as a kid because we owned it on VHS, so we used to watch it all the time. Did you watch it recently? Yeah, I came home and Ashley was watching it tonight. Mm, and she was just watching. Okay. Yeah, I hadn't seen that movie in forever. It was wild. It it was just it was hella interesting. I didn't know Spike Lee's sister was in it either. She's in everything from that era, from that, really? that time period. I didn't know she was in any. I didn't even know he had a sister who did anything. Spike Lee's sister for, is in all of Spike Lee's movies. She's in all of them. That's tight. And it's this um, it's this very thin, brown skinned woman who kind of always has like a. It's like she's like na- I've seen natural hair, but it's kind of like a fro, or it's usually twisted out. You've seen her in films. You've seen her if you've seen the Spike Lee film. You've seen her in it. You just didn't know that was his sister. Yeah, my dad was. One- she's in every last one of them. Wow. Yeah, my dad pointed her out to me when I was young. He's like, you know that Spike Lee sister, right? And I was like, no, I didn't, but I do now. I didn't know that either. Let me. See. I'm gonna send y'all a picture. Her name is uh, Joy Lee. Nice. I guarantee you when you see the picture, you'll be like, oh, I've seen her before. Oh, right, right, yeah. Here, I'll put it in the chat. All right, we got voicemails. I sure have seen her before. You've seen her in every Spike Lee film. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that was his sister. Mm -hmm. Now, looking at the two of them side by side, it's obvious. Yeah, he's like, okay, it's obvious. (laughs) (laughs) But I didn't know either. Random black film fact. Love it. Voicemails. People like two people called today too. Just so y'all know, when y'all leave voicemails, I actually get those to my phone. I don't be answering y'all, but I I know when y'all leave voicemails. I'll be like, who is this calling? Oh, they calling Forty Acres. They're not calling me. Like I'm gonna have to hang up on these niggas. Who is this? Funny. <laughs> okay. All right, here we go. First email. Hi. <laughs> um, my name is uh, Bianca Belanger Smith, and there's actually two questions I wanted to um answer. Number one, uh best album, or at least my favorite album is twenty nineteen. Hands down for me has to be uh Tyler Creators Igor. I mean from start to finish beautiful he really did that and uh 
he's so young. So there's no telling how much more and, you know, where it all takes him to, because he's just really, really just evolving. I feel like a proud auntie in a sense, you know, because, you know, just to watch his growth. So it's been excellent. And uh, again, Tyler, the creator's Igor. That's for me, 2019. For me, that was my, that was my favorite release of this year. Uh, the second question, uh, should black artists perform only for black audiences? Fuck and no. That starving artist shit ain't cute. Uh, people got bills to pay. Um, my thing is, you if, if if you're feeling like you're on this whole pro-black thing and, you know, and I get it with the administration and, of course, everything happening within these last couple of years is just really, you know, really put people on their activism front and realizing that, hey, there's a lot of things going on that we need to be aware of and that we need to fight against. And I get that. Um, you can still do those kind of things on the sideline as far as like your activism, you know, reaching back into the communities to try to help and make those ways possible. But as far as your actual art and your art being consumed by audiences, man, fuck that shit. Green is green. Again, don't starve for the people. All right. You know, a lot of people don't tend to talk about this, but a lot of those activists, um, during civil rights movements and during other times and even till today, some of these people are living, you know, hand to mouth, paycheck to paycheck, not even making much, don't have health benefits. Fuck that. Do not starve and run yourself crazy off of some pro-black shit. And I love us. I love being black. Don't get it twisted. However, I'm not about to starve for the community. So, you know, get your damn paper. Shit, we live in a capitalist society. That shit ain't changing no time soon. So make your damn money. And then if you want to use your platform to, you know, help out, you know, specifically for the black community, then I'm definitely behind that. But don't, uh, but don't limit yourself. Shit, take them damn white ass dollars. Shit, all that shit is green. Don't, don't trip. So, nah, I, I, uh, uh-uh. uh, don't limit, don't, don't, don't limit your goddamn income like that. Don't, don't do that. That's, that's just silly. You need to eat, <laughs> okay? So, and that's all I wanted to say. So, bye bye. Cool, appreciate it, Bianca. And uh, just to piggyback yeah. off what you said. Let's 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 go to the other side of that line too, of the spectrum. There are niggas who are all about blackness, blackness, and activism, and we need to build our own communities and do this and do that. And when y'all see them on CNN and Good Morning America and Jimmy Kimmel and the Today Show and uh, uh, the the Colbert Report or the whatever report, hey, um, they getting checks. <laughs> they getting checks for that. They are not out here talking for free. Got the no. brand new Patek. There's absolutely a fee for speaking engagements, dog. Check clear the next day to the bank account. Y'all be like, ooh, that nigga look clean. That's because that money green. Mm-hmm. So don't get it absolutely. twisted. Niggas ain't out here activism for free. Not mm-hmm. all of them. Some of them, Some but of them. definitely not all of them. Mm-hmm. Some of them sleep on their own couches. So <laughs> <laughs> we, got another, we got another voicemail. <laughs> Where's my 40 Acres crew? What up? Deidre, what up? Mike, Brandon, Antoine. Um, let me go with my own Bluetooth. Hold on, let me go back to the actual phone. Hopefully this sounds better. It doesn't. Um, <laughs> pretty much, I just want to say uh, thank y'all for another great year with all the episodes, especially with Premium. I'm enjoying it. Uh, I want to, uh, I guess, send a follow to what I think Mike asked 
last episode about, you know, some of our favorite moments in the last 10 years. And I can't think of that many, but what I will say is I think one of the things I enjoyed that brought me to, like, actually enjoy y'all and listen to y'all daily was one time I think Brandon and probably Mike talked about Best Buy people, uh, the actual sale reps who don't know shit but work in the electronic department. So, for example, if you ask them for, I want a computer with this processor, this much amount of RAM, et cetera, et cetera, they come back with the bullshit, like, this ain't what I asked for. And I completely understand because working in IT, I know what I want. I go shopping, I ask somebody for something, they don't get it. And I was like, they fail me because that's a horrible, horrible, so frustrating feeling trying to talk to somebody about something that you're supposed to know and they don't know. But, um, yeah, I'm always here for all the geek electronic gaming chats and combos. But, uh, yeah, I'm right this up. I just want to say, uh, you know, thank y'all for the episodes. And here's the 2020. Peace. Peace. Appreciate, Appreciate you for listening. I'll, I'll, I'll give you another geek moment. Hope maybe you've experienced this. I know Mike has. Hey, ever walked into Best Buy, knew what you wanted? just wanted to go get it and they start explaining shit to you about it and they be holy wrong. shit that is my nightmare bro <laughs> bro and, and they be wrong as fuck but you don't want to correct them because it's their job <laughs> like because this is gonna make the conversation longer you'd be like they, they'd be like yeah it can do this and this and you'd be like no it can't but <laughs> but you're the one with the blue shirt nigga so okay it's fine you're the expert i guess can yeah. i can i pay for this please just tell me where I it just is. feel like that when when people try to uh, talk about certain beer, and I'd be like, "Oh my god, this is so wrong." I want video of this. Oh, I bet. Holy crap! God, I want video of like, this. That's, not, that's so not true. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you like? I talked to the owner. Of the sure. Yeah. Like, uh, no. Hey, Deidre, I saw somebody got a certificate as like a beer judge. Was that traveling? Um, the traveler beer dude. Uh huh. That test is so hard. That like. Oh shit! So bomb for that. Like, yeah, it's it's hard. So it's go get it. Hard. I don't care. Go get it, man. What are you doing? Get that certification. Who says I'm not studying for it. Like, you got to study. It's not just it's like, not like studying for boom, beer. Boom, you like, pop it. Like, hard it's, it's hard as like it really. I know is. it's hard, but like at least you get to drink beer while you study. It's grain knowledge, man. <laughs> go get that. Yeah. Shit. So no. Yeah, that was Brandon. So shot him out. Definitely. Like, that's a hard ass test. It's like like a, a lot of people don't pass it. That's like, yo, like I would bring my certificate like to every bar I went to, bro. I would get that shit on a shirt. Like I'll put that on a shirt and sell it on a website, and we could all rock it. My, and my he's not even shirt. done. Hey, like that's not. It's it's more parts to just being a judge. Like that's just the written portion. Like there's dope. a tasting Damn. portion. Like it's yeah. Like it's it's super hard. So I respect it. To, that's amazing for him to get over that first part. Like that's super super dope. That's what's up though. Yeah, but yeah, man, 2020, that's your year. Don't you, you need to be beer judging. Let's get this cert signed. <laughs> but we got to sing you. Is that like an Oxford for beer judgment? Like, can we sing you? Is that like an AWS convention? Right? But you for get beer some judgment? scholarships, get some grant money popping off. I right. mean, I hope so. They can send me some scholarship money. Well, we got to sing you. Try and get these education right. Beer wisdom. <laughs> Beer's dumbs. Books, lots of books. Books, nigga. Repass the first line. Hotel, nigga. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm keeping it 100. Oh my God. All right. So before we go, because uh, Twitter, I want to read something that I wrote in the page about an incident that went down that everybody was on one person's side and then that other shoe dropped. 
Oh, I know exactly. Oh, what you're I know what you're talking about too. Uh, so y'all, uh, y'all know what I'm talking about. Then y'all are aware of this Absolutely. brother nature situation, right? Yes. So for those who don't know, matter of fact, I'm just gonna read what I wrote because I feel like I put a lot of effort into writing this. I was being, no, a, whole, I was being a whole ass nigga when I wrote this shit. Cause I was you correct though. I was quiet. Like when I saw that brother nature shit, I was like, nah, something not right. Oh, I definitely didn't comment. Oh, yeah, but, <laughs> I because I didn't quiet. like I didn't see the video. The only thing I saw was people saying, like, oh wow, like Brother Nature got jumped. Like, how could you do that? He feeds Bambi. Like, he, you know, he caresses the elephants. Like, he don't bother nobody. He's just, you know, he just by himself. Like, that's all I saw. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I didn't. But yeah, everybody and their mama was talking about Brother Nature. Like, you know, I invite him to my house. Fuck my mama. Like, he's. This yeah. thing he could put his dear meat in my mama. <laughs> okay, so, and I love reading shit that I wrote because I can read it in my own voice because I wrote it <laughs> and I wrote it in a nigga voice. All right, so let's take a step back and really look at this situation because that's the exact opposite of what people on Twitter initially did when this became a hot topic over the weekend. Brother Nature tweets how he got jumped. A video gets out of him getting his ass whooped inside and outside. Nigga caught an inside-outside ass whooping, right? <laughs> so everyone is like, y'all some pussies for jumping this deer fondling ass nigga. Like, he ain't never hurted nobody. They got all of that from one wildlife moment. So now Prances with Deers is a victim of savage atrocities and bitch assness in these streets. Because he got jumped. Everyone is screaming, press all the, everyone is screaming, press all the charges, especially when the cat who whooped his ass doubled downs on whooping his ass. Like this nigga was on Twitter bragging about whooping his ass, y'all. He was like, yeah, I whooped that nigga ass in a video. And then niggas was like, press charges against this nigga. He took down the video. I think Twitter even banned his account after he did this, right? I think that happened. But here's the thing that bothered me which is why I never spoke on this and why everyone else should have joined in and held their fucking tongues. Brother Nature said he got jumped. Okay. Nigga, where? Because in the video that got circulated and went viral, you weren't getting jumped. You was getting your, you just got your ass whooped twice in the same location, inside, outside. Getting your ass whooped. Getting your ass whooped in the same day, like a Ray J quote, it's not jumped. You just went back for seconds. So this and it was just one person fighting him, right? One person. In nah, both videos, kicking on him inside the restaurant. I watched that second restaurant video a bunch of times, Mike. I ain't never seen another nigga hit him. I saw one person kicking the shit out of him and going back and oh, kicking nah, him again. At one point, not like it was. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I definitely saw two people giving putting the beats on him. Okay, I, 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 I'll, 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 I acquiesce, and I say, okay, that might be true. I just missed it. I saw one. I'm not saying it. he was in the right, but he did get attacked by two people at one point in the video. Is all that I will say. Okay. So this whole time, so this whole time, me, I didn't see that. So I'm trying to figure out why he would lie and say he got jumped when clearly in the video he did not get jumped. And clack, I hear that other shoe drop. 
because an <laughs> article gets fucking posted with more video from the fucking establishment's security camera showing the whole ass incident. Like, these are new video leaks, and boom, math nigga, dots connected, Houston, Houston, we got a fucking liar. Like, so he did get jumped, but only because he tried to wild out on the nigga's family after them niggas was like, yo, you tripping, don't get your ass beat up in this joint. We just trying to eat. Like, and he tried exactly. to, he tried to wild out on the nigga that did not initially whoop his ass. Nigga chose option B, immediately realized his mistake, got beat down, came back in, tried to use a lifeline, went for option A, and this time, knowing damn well the game was over, got jumped. <laughs> he got jumped. Like, nah, nigga, you got That's what happened. He got, like, everybody, like, he got jumped. He like, I got jumped. We like, he got jumped. No, nigga, you got family. I don't know where you grew up, but there were certain, there were certain families in, in where we, where me and Mike is from, you did not yeah. try to fight one member of them, of their family. Oh, no, not unless you're trying to fight the whole tree. You're going to fight the fight whole everybody. shit. <laughs> everybody turn around and look at you as their cousin. Like, bruh, you asking for this. Toretto was not about to show that sucker shit that he did, that Brother Nature did. Any type of understanding or love, no nigga, you was getting your ass beat fast and furiously. And he deserved it. He absolutely deserved it. And everybody's like, well, what actually happened? Nigga, what happened was he walked into this establishment and it's all on the video. He walked into this establishment and he was trying to order some food and he seemed to be rude about it. From what I heard, he walked in with his girl. So he got his, he got his ass beat in front of his girl too. That's just, ooh. damn. He walked in with his girl and he tried to order <laughs> and he was mad rude about his ordering tactics, right? He was yelling over people, whatever. Then it's supposedly somebody asked him for a picture because I guess they recognized him. And he was like, nah, no picture. So then he started mouthing off with this dude. And the dude beside him was like, hey, bruh, like, you need to back up. We just trying to eat. Why you wilding out like this? They was giving him opportunities to shut the fuck up and he didn't want to shut the fuck up. So then there's another can- there's another angry- angle for this footage from somebody's actual camera that's right in front of him and recorded the audio because the security footage don't have no audio attached to it. And you can hear mm-hmm. Brother Nature. He literally points at these two dudes and he said, dead man, dead man. Like he fucking part of the Italian mafia. He says, dead wow. man, dead man. And he walks outside, right? And dude, dude who whooped his ass was like, bro, if you want it, you can get it. Like, I'll knock you the fuck out. Like he told him it was a warning. Okay. Surgeon general type warning. Nigga told him he would knock him out and he didn't believe him. So that shit got taken outside and he got his ass beat by one person outside y'all one. Okay. It was one dude that whooped his ass outside. Yes. Dude stomped on him outside, kicked him, beat his ass. Came Put them back, paws on him. As little scrappy would say, came back inside, sat down to finish his meal. After asshole, because that burns calories and energy. Casually. Yeah. You know, niggas was like, I gotta put some cars back in my system <laughs> after that, after giving that boy that beat down. <laughs> and I guess like dude got up to go to the bathroom, maybe to wash the blood off. I don't know. When he was on the other side of the counter, Brother Nature comes back in talking about, yo, you ripped my shirt or some bullshit. Like he forgot he just got an ass whooping. And he goes after one of the dude, the, the other guy that was sitting next to next to this guy that whooped his ass, right? 
and he just like bum rushes him like dude's not even like trying to fight him he just runs in points make an accusation and tries to bum rush him so dude that just whooped his ass must have heard it <laughs> he must have felt a tingling he comes running back from around the bend and just bum rushes into brother nature basically pulls him off and starts beating his brakes off him again <laughs> like nigga wow and the part, wow. of, the part of the video that originally got circulated was the end of this ass whooping first, and then the other one from outside got circulated. Bruh, <laughs> don't let your pride get your ass beat. Man, that's know, a word right? for your ass right there. <laughs> don't let your pride get your ass beat. All that shit. Got Anybody it. can get it. Conor McGregor got his monkey ass whooped, and that dude can fight professionally. This nigga got an inside-outside ass whooping, bruh. Like, how? <laughs> how, sir? <laughs> How did you get yeah, inside yeah, outside ass whooping? I just looked at that video and I'm like, you never know. Like if you if you if you if you commit to fight, you better commit to fight. That's why you don't need to start fights with people because you don't know who can beat the shit out of you, bro. Got to defend yourself. You got to defend yourself. There's nothing you can really do about that. If somebody steps to you. You got to protect yourself. But I'm I'm like you this. can't choose who you pick a fight with. Nope. I'm like this, y'all create when y- y- y'all to be walking around here like, man, I don't give a fuck. I fuck everybody up. You're crazy because you niggas can shoot you. Up. Niggas can shoot you in a hot second. B. Yeah, man, listen, the smallest, skinniest, non-fightingest person can be strapped right now. No name that, at all. That shit is you I'm, not bulletproof. Like niggas be like, yo, I'm brave. I'm from the streets. I'm I don't be I be wilding out. Like no nigga, you're crazy, and you need to go get counseling. Because you get shot today over a sandwich. Good day. Keep playing out here, wilding out on people because they looked at you wrong or because you like arguing with niggas in public to show how brolic you is and get shot in your face. I don't get it. Like, bullet don't not worth no energy, it. Bro. Only thing a bullet need is kinetic energy, nigga. Connecting with your fucking head and taking you out. Keep playing with these niggas out here, dog. Think you can't get popped in the face. You don't even gotta get shot. You get hit hard enough and knocked out. Hit your head on the corner of a lunch counter. Right. And that's that you gonna I've seen it all the time at work. And as, and these, especially these young kids, they have no fear. Bro. Oh yeah, not at all. Niggas nope. be stomping too, nigga. Like niggas will stomp on you when you down there. Y'all crazy. Mm-hmm. Y'all crazy. Wouldn't be me. Can't Absolutely no. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been afraid of stomping since I watched American History X and that nigga bit the curve. Y'all keep playing with Ooh, these niggas shit. out here, dog. <laughs> Y'all keep playing with these niggas out here thinking that they won't kill you. Like kill you. Just be like by accident mm-hmm. too. Might not even be meaning to kill you, but fuck you up, you fall, hit your head or some shit, you it. You out. That's done. Game over. Not coming back. All because somebody cut you in line. Alright, bruh. It ain't worth it. All because a nigga cut you off at the light. I don't be arguing with niggas in their cars. Following niggas, arguing with them. Are you serious? That nigga shoot right. you from his it's car and drive off. more likely to have a gun in the car. Niggas will shoot you and drive off, B. And the thing is, like, you following this person, you don't know where they going. Like, what if that nigga going to drive your ass like, to where the rest of the shooters are at? That nigga right, right, exactly. He could be going to the mm-hmm. range. Keep fucking with these people, man. Like, you walking up in these joints where you don't know nobody and they don't know you. Cause dude even said, "Don't nobody in here know you, bro." 
You went up. You went. You talk, nigga. You talk to deer. Calm down, sir. <laughs> like deers don't even run from you, nigga. Calm down. That's true, though. Niggas walked up to you like, bro, you got some birch. Keep fucking with these people, dog. I'm not. I don't even play. When I walk in, y'all better. Y'all really need to put some respect on people's establishments and the people from there. When y'all go there and you ain't from there. He was in so he was in a spot he is not from. Walking up in that joint, ordering food and being wild, disrespectful while doing it. Mm-hmm. Some New York shit. Like- Remember when that one dude went to Arizona and was talking all that shit and got laid out in the parking lot? <laughs> no I'm a nigga from New York out here. He got mean relentlessly Ooh. on Twitter. Mm. Mm. That's I- what I said. I'm sorry, I just don't get it. I don't know why y'all go to the South or anywhere where these, where these niggas got muscles just from living in we're living on the land and want to fight them. They think they're slow, bro. That's always the, the the stereotypical thing about quote unquote the South. Oh, they slow. They don't know what they're doing. Mm. You know, they're from they're from New York. We you know we we fast paced. We smart. We think on our toes and be getting knocked the fuck out. They be coming to Charleston, be cut, getting cut the fuck up in a corner somewhere. Like mm-mm. niggas is like, I understand that niggas go to the gym and they get cut and they get big, but bruh, I don't, I don't know if y'all understand the term solid. But when you meet a solid nigga, that's not a joke. Go ahead and fight that man it, if you it want really to. Really, truly ain't. <laughs> go ahead and fight mm-hmm. a solid nigga if you want to. Get beat down by some tree trunks. That's right. Playing. <laughs> You're playing, Absolutely yo. not right. They be wrestling with gators as a pastime, but that's who y'all want them to fight. Okay. Fucking solid nigga beat down, bro. <laughs> you know what I you know hey, what I always people like? that like grew up on a farm tossing hundred pound hay bales from like thirteen years old and up. Dog. I think you're gonna run up on that person. They just pick your ass up by one hand and throw you through a wall like the Kool-Aid man. Hey, I, I wanna <laughs> I wanna make a list. I kind of want to just sit down and make a list of niggas not to fuck with. Like <laughs> anybody who went to a SEC school and played football. Bro, how about how about this? Niggas who skate. Like Oh, yeah, bro, you right about that. Was it uh what, what's what's my name? Uh uh was Terry um Oh my god. Bruce? Nah, he's a skater? No, not that. I don't know. The only big ass a, nigga named Terry I can think nah, of. Nah, there was a skater named Terry something. And that nigga was from like Oakland or some shit, I think. Uh oh, Terry Kennedy. Are you talking about? Oh, skateboarders, Terry Kennedy. Yeah, Terry is Kennedy from Los Angeles. Nigga. Terry Kennedy. Yeah, he's a real hood nigga. Listen, look, hear me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, skateboarders will beat the shit out of you, bro. <laughs> Yo, especially black skateboarders, bro. Skateboard, like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> don't get There's your a dude hands named Robert Neal right now. He's on. Uh, He's on Instagram a lot. Like these dudes are very athletic, first of all. Yes. And they used to running from cops and like jumping fences and like cutting through chain padlocks with bolt cutters and all this type of shit. And also, <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but a skateboard is a seven ply uh Canadian white maple, which is like the hardest wood in the world with <laughs> extremely heavy aluminum trucks with a big ass bolt right in the middle dead center that they could easily put a hole in your head if they swing with it 
that's got a very convenient handle right on the other side of it. If they really wanted to hit you with, they could hit you with. Bro, you ever <laughs> you ever seen somebody throw a skateboard? Right person to start with. You ever seen a video of somebody throwing a skateboard <laughs> and catching another nigga in the back with it? Like, yes, bro. Go ahead, fuck with these. Like, you be looking at skateboarders, maybe <laughs> they people be looking at skateboarders and they be ripped. It's not because they be in the gym. That is it natural. Ain't no gym work at all. Just pure skateboarding. Yes, and that skateboarding, is like that activity. is natural environment ripped. Okay, <laughs> that is it. hours of skating. That is in that is variable kick flips, uh, abs, nigga. Like keep fucking yeah. with them boys. I've been ollieing one hundred and fifty times a day for the last ten years straight. <laughs> like I understand that Rob Deerdeck had a bodyguard and shit, R.I.P. But dog, don't right. think that Rob Deerdeck won't smack you with a skateboard, bro. Oh, absolutely! In a heartbeat. <laughs> Do not think he won't. And skate off. Jesus Christ! My other one is niggas and niggas who show up in like jean jumpers. Don't like, do it. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! This nigga came outside oh, in a man. jumper. Don't. Bro, I didn't don't find this. It. Huh? Go ahead. I said this nigga came outside in a whole ass jumper and ain't even and even. Ain't even button up both the straps. One strap is always hanging off his shoulder. Do not fuck with that. Oh nigga. yeah, they they wrestle gators. That's that's what that yep. is. One hundred percent. I went to uh, college with a dude uh, from might have been Birmingham, but he was from Alabama. Oh shit! And he was a gymnast. And when I tell you, this is the strongest nigga I have ever known personally in my whole life, like pound for pound. <laughs> This dude had, like, his, genuinely, his arms are, like, uh, about the size of my waist, almost. Like, this motherfucker was ripped, beyond ripped, beyond ripped. We played flag football uh, on our, our freshman year. And it was like we had Bo Jackson on our team. Like, he just ran through everybody. Like, people couldn't even take the flag, and he would just run into them. They just couldn't grab it, because he would just put his foot in your chest and just run over top of everybody on the field. I think he got tackled <laughs> once the whole season. It was Bruh. ridiculous. Yo. Golly. Uh, niggas with... Uh, he was the nicest person in the world, but holy shit. Not yeah. no, enough anybody to fuck with. Ain't no not reason to all. be mean if you know you can whoop almost everybody ass. Like, you probably... Right. And he's a genius also, which is even mm. scarier. Yo, people who had, like, mechanics who, who wear overalls to work with your car, dog. Do not oh, fight yeah. them niggas. No, and anybody that works in a mechanic shop will fucking crunch your hands. Do do not do not <laughs> fight them. Niggas, white like, people crack bones with their with their bare hands. Like yo, old white nah. men in the south with spit jars. Don't bruh. Do not do not do not try to. They fight just them. waiting to fuck. Like they waiting to fight. They ain't got like, nothing. They can't, oh, wait. can't wait. Don't do it. If you see them pull spit some jars. um. If you what what is the shit that you put in the side of your mouth? Some snuff or whatever. If you see them pull that yep. shit out of their pocket, leave them alone. They are literally chewing. They are literally chewing cancer. Leave them alone. <laughs> <laughs> they have nothing to lose. Jesus, I just I don't so understand funny. why y'all be picking fights with some of these people, bro. <laughs> Dog, hey, hey, male cheerleaders, nigga. Male That's chill- in the oh same group God. as gymnasts and people that just be strong for no goddamn reason. Dog, leave these niggas alone. I'll do it. He thinks it's sweet if you want. God. Not male gymnast. What? Yeah, man. What That's am- what I'm saying. The dude from Alabama is a male. He's a gymnast. Don't fuck with these people. 
This was the most ripped person I have ever met in my entire life. Listen, y'all seen fame, right? Like old fame, (laughs) Debbie Allen fame. My old fame. Y'all better leave. Y'all better leave these Leroy ass niggas alone, dog. You ever seen how? You ever got on a pommel horse in the gymnastics gym? You know how hard it is to move at all on that thing. Man, these motherfuckers be break dancing on that shit. Nope. Of course, straight is through the roof. I'm still trying to do my first dip. Nope. Thank you. <laughs> nah, I'm not messing with those. Dude, I seen him do like 50 dips at once in the gym, like just casually. One, two, three, four, five, just having a conversation, and I'm like, all right, man. Relax. Yo, real talk, niggas that work in GameStop. <laughs> like, don't. Wait, don't. Wait, you lost me on that one. <laughs> black, what? Black guys Rapping that work in GameStop. Stop, don't try to fight them, dog. Them niggas argue with little that, with white boys all day long. Don't they looking for a reason to sleep on somebody? <laughs> oh, okay. Niggas in GameStop specifically. Yeah, not white okay. kids that that over talk. Okay. Try to I was like, bro, money. I don't know. You lost me. No, niggas at GameStop, bro. Okay, don't. I'm with you. Fair don't. Enough. It's like nerd. They got they got nerd skills. Mm-mm. <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll box your ass like Brian from Tekken. Don't. Niggas will jab you in your kidney. <laughs> oh my god. god. That's so funny. Keep playing. Game. Keep playing. I was like, wait, what? Hey, bruh. Hey. Two people. Door greeters at Walmart and the niggas that bring your shit out the back in Walmart. Do not try to fight these niggas. Walmart oh, employees in general are like a category. Do not fight them. I'm not fighting them old ladies. Oh, nah. nah. They ain't got nothing else to do. Absolutely. That's what not. I'm saying. <laughs> nope. Anybody <laughs> and, 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 tis, and, and tis the season forgiven. Y'all better give these uh the, the Salvation Army niggas some change. Don't be trying to fight them. <laughs> they'll, they'll beat your ass with a bell. <laughs> this might be very specific to my job, but anybody that does rigging for a living is definitely not the type of person you want to fuck with either because they'll go right up into the ceiling, wait till you're not paying attention, then quote-unquote accidentally drop a bolt on your head and knock you smooth the fuck out unconscious forever. I've seen the way they talk to people at the concerts like, move, move. I know they not to be fucked with. Them niggas nah, have no time. All. They have no patience. They gotta set up for the next shit. Right. Yeah. I, I see that energy. I see that energy. Uh, and a lot of them be like, like borderline tweakers and shit. Yo, wanna, nah, yo, not D- that. DJs that won't let you pick a song at events, <laughs> <laughs> them niggas can fight, and they probably old as fuck. Oh yeah, Wally got a, like Wally got a sign up. Like, do not ask me for no requests. requests. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck like, up. Play myself. They don't be, even try. It. They for sure right. DJ at hood club. Like they've they've dealt with the worst. Oh yeah, strip club <laughs> DJs especially can fight. Yeah. Oh yeah. They ain't got no choice. Right. The shit pop off. Mm-mm. They got to fight their way out. Absolutely. No. Y'all better leave these people alone. <laughs> Y'all better leave them alone, dog. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. The people that work in the daily, don't fight them either. Man, they cut meat nope. all day. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. 
niggas will somebody slice work you. around that many knives is not the type of person you want to start static with. Niggas will slice you up and weigh their options. Like, don't. <laughs> Do not. <laughs> Do not fuck with these people. Y'all can make that so many so other, Y'all can make so many other better choices in life than fucking with these people that we just named. Don't fuck with these people. <laughs> yeah, sweep them alone. Did y'all see Meryl going off on Twitter? Cause niggas I think, mean, nah. How can you tell if he's going off? He tweets in all caps. Dog, no. Meryl was never. Mer- did you did you read it? Did you read? No, what he I said? did not. Okay, Meryl went off. Like I don't On know who. I don't know who tried Meryl in the streets. Oh shit! <laughs> Let me oh, see. Boy. I'm trying to find it because I posted it in the group because I was like, "Yo, who made Meryl mad?" These niggas <laughs> on TV, but they not Hollywood niggas. <laughs> not yet, at uh, least. Here it is. <laughs> Y'all, I go to therapy week. Let me see. As satisfying as satisfying as it would be to unload all my frustrations on a motherfucker face till it's so bloody my fists are slipping off it. That would put me back in the system because y'all tape everything and snitch. All the work I put in to get here would be would be for not and my kids will suffer for it. Y'all, I go to therapy weekly to untrain my brain to default to barking on niggas. He said barking on niggas. This nigga said barking on niggas. (laughs) And wanted to chop motherfuckers' faces. I'm not an internet nigga. I'm 36 with kids. Sir, you control me all day, but we all all know I can't actually beat the fucking brakes off these trolls. That'd be me backstepping. So everyone trolling me, calling me a fake tough guy. I never picked a fight in my life, but I finished plenty. That scar, and he took a picture of his hand and pointed to the scar. That, <laughs> that scar is from some bozo front teeth. Let this let this hibernating bear sleep and raise his cubs. This has been a public service announcement. Thank you. Damn. I don't know who, I don't know what y'all did to Meryl, but y'all better let that nigga, let him hibernate, bro. Yo, seriously. <laughs> this, nigga, this nigga literally has a meme of him rolling towards the camera and going, you, like, nigga. <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> y'all keep playing with these people. Y'all don't know for real. I know. Oh my goodness, that's crazy. <laughs> you know what? I, like I don't listen to Desus uh, and Meryl like that, but I could tell that Meryl was not a person to fuck with. The first time I heard him talking shit about something and the way he laughed, I was like, "That is a grimy nigga laugh." He just did. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> like, nope. Like a nigga that thinks everything is a joke can probably fuck you up. Oh hell yeah! Like, you got nothing to lose. Yep. All right, y'all. I think. Uh, did we get everything? Is there anything we missed? <clears throat> Shout out to No Name. She said, but she's gonna first get every city. She's gonna Yo get bestie. a. She's gonna get a book club in every city, and from there, she's gonna move on to international book clubs. So good luck to her. That's about 300 cities established. I don't know if she meant to count parishes, towns, and other unestablished labeled cities based on their populations. But uh, every, she said, once I get every American city, and I'm wondering, does she mean the whole continent or does she mean just North America, like the United States? I'm, God bless that child. She is going through it. Through yeah, it. she's going through a lot, clearly. Through it like I'm waiting for her. The revolution will not be televised. Tweet, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. She got She's a whole ass her stuff. She got a whole ass book club, and I still feel like she don't got nothing to go read. Like, ma'am, get it together. Yeah, no. She said, once I get a book club, and you you're about to come out with an album with your besties. So that, that album ain't never coming out with the way she tweeted. 
That is gonna be Smino and Saba. That, that album is never coming out. <laughs> oh boy! I did not want because I'm black, y'all. The album, I'm good. And uh, so before we go, I don't know who this is, but wow, bro, wow! You released it simultaneously on all digital streaming platforms. I'm trying to be Ti and shit. You talking about simultaneously, like? You need how to use all them words in the interview. Yo, what fuck Kodak Black, man. Okay. That's not Kodak Black. <laughs> oh, well, I still said what I said. You who put is out... this? <laughs> I don't even know who this is. This project on different platforms all at the same time. Yeah. You released it simultaneously. <laughs> he, did, he still don't know what simultaneous means. That's what I love about this video. My man gave him the definition. He still don't know what it means. You released it simultaneously on all digital streaming platforms. I'm trying to be T.I. and shit. You talking about simultaneously, like, you need how to use all them words in the interview. What that mean? Okay, you put out this... Holy shit. <laughs> he said you ain't even have to use all them words. Simultaneously is one word, bro. And why he had to really associate that him. with fucking T.I., like... <sighs> you released it simultaneously on all digital streaming platforms. I'm trying to be T.I. and shit. You talking about simultaneously, like... You need how to use all them words in the interview. What that mean? Okay, you put out this project on different platforms all at the same time. Yeah. And you released it. <laughs> yeah, nothing was learned. Nothing was lost. Yeah. <laughs> it's just. Oh boy, y'all. Mm. Oh, I, like, who yeah. is this? I don't know who this rapper is. I didn't even look to see who it is. <laughs> I just. That's for the best. Yeah, I'm I'm good. It's clearly a genius interview, I think, but I'm good. This is wow. Um, R.I.P. to Juice World. That was that was a sad. That was situation. yeah, it was very sad, man. Yeah, that was really sad. And um, shut the hell up to all these niggas talking about we need to stop rapping about drugs and shit because of this situation. Like, so y'all not gonna rap about weed no more? Really? Really? <laughs> really? Because that's a drug. I mean, technically. Right. And then I think if I, if I saw correctly, like he he popped like the Percocet pills. To to not get he, caught by the feds at the airport. Yeah, yeah. So He also had like, was it 70 pounds? 70 pounds of bud. Weed? Uh-huh. Bro, listen. I, yes, I think some of that is a drug addiction or he was selling. But also... Y'all like, Some of that was probably for the homies too, I'm sure. Yeah, you can't, you like, you're not gonna get out here and blame other rappers and other people for this man popping, putting drugs in his body to hide them while going through an airport. Mm-hmm. He, he made a decision. He made a poor decision and he, it was terrible consequences from it. And it's sad that he went so young. If that's what happened, that's what the, that's what the, the police and whatever is saying that that's what happened. And that's that's a sad way to go. But that is it not is. because niggas champion y'all man, I hate when people act like niggas ain't been rapping about drugs since the first lyric was dropped. Mm-hmm. Like it for some reason it's cool to be like, we was only rapping about selling the drugs. These niggas rapping about taking them. <laughs> Bruh. So you actually were worse. 
Like they were, they're just taking their drugs themselves. You actually were selling them to our own people in our own community. You're worse, nigga. We won't. We was mm-hmm. we, we were smart enough not to take the shit we were selling, but you weren't a good enough person to not be selling that poison in the first place. Okay, <laughs> got it. So R.I.P. Juice World. Um, too young, gone too soon. Definitely too young. And yeah, baby. But you know, if if his death does help other people who are taking drugs decide that they don't want to do it anymore because they see the ramifications and the decisions that it might make you make and the things that can happen from doing it or the things that you worry about when doing it and trying to transport it and stuff, then, you know, good for those people. But it's sad that this had to be the lesson they learned from. Right. Somebody shouldn't have to, to pass or die so young mm-hmm. because for you to learn a lesson about something that, that was a, that was a sad loss for those people. And I wasn't a fan, but that doesn't mean I don't. That doesn't mean I want to see little homies going this young. Especially Absolutely when, not. Especially when they out here winning and they got a voice that speaks to people and moves people. Like that's just sad. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just sad. So I feel for his family and I feel for the people, his fans. Yeah, it just it was just sad. So, all right, man. I think we're good. We've done a lot tonight. We had a lot of commentary. I took a lot of notes. These will be on the website. Make sure you go to the website, where'smy40acres.com. Make sure you sign up for premium so you can get all these reviews and episodes. I think, what do we say, DJ? The next Jay-Z reviews are going to be Kingdom Come and... Kingdom Come and American Gangster. American Gangster. Okay. Yeah, that worked. All right. Um, We'll holler at y'all next time then. Thank you for the support. Thank you for everybody that contributes to the show to keep us going. Make sure if you listen to us on CastBox that you are leaving comments in the episodes that you listen to because people read those comments. I definitely read those comments when I listen to other podcasts on Castbox. I like to see the conversations that people are having about episodes. It's also a way for you to filter out if it's an episode or a podcast you even want to entertain and add by going to read the podcast. Cause they'll talk about reading the comments. They'll talk about everything. So go check that out. And uh, I know I hip DJ to this, but if anybody is looking for just a consistent, steady supply of true crime stories, well reported and done, Dateline put every single true crime story I think they have ever covered on Dateline into one podcast. And I think I've listened to like 15 of those episodes in like the last three days. Yeah, I'll have to listen to that. I didn't even know they did that. Like the only one I said, I, you know, I told you I already- no, they did was the have you seen this man one mm-hmm. um where you know they're still trying to find that man from the 1960s yeah they lester hulk and uh some of the other commentators host a lot of those and the, the, it sounds like any other podcast you've heard lester hulk doing about true crime only there's mm-hmm. just a bunch of them so you don't have to wait I'm currently going, just going back through the backlog. I'll probably be done with this in like three weeks with the way I'm moving through it. But currently there mm-hmm. are 130 episodes and episodes range from 45 minutes to over an hour. So they're not mm-hmm. short episodes and there are just so many. <laughs> it's great. Like this is what I needed. Cause you finish yeah. a true crime podcast series and it's like finishing an anime. All right, where do I go now? Like, where, what's the next thing I start? 
And this one just has so many episodes. It has so many. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm going to have to, um, I'm going to have to listen. All right. We really out this time. Y'all be good and check out our movie re- movie reviews on mtrnetwork.net. Peace. We keep it real.